Bearcat Bounce Podcast, back at it again. Happy Monday. Happy Monday of week one. Happy Monday, football is back. Happy Monday, the Bearcats are back. Happy Monday, see you at Nippert on Saturday, Monday. Happy Monday, because I am simply happy. That's right, it's Monday. It, it is Monday with college football back, the greatest time of the year. Wake up this morning, a little bit of a little bit of chill, a little bit of fall in the air, even though it's going to ramp back up to the 90s later on this week and into the next week. But hey, still, it is football, baby. It is back. Year one of Coach Scott Satterfield. Year one of the Big 12. Year one and only one of Emory Jones, that quarterback. Year one of one for... Plenty of plenty of different things that we're going to all dive into in year one, of course, as we welcome in the Eastern Kentucky Colonels to Nippert Stadium, 3.30 p.m. on Saturday. So, hey, it's another Monday where I'm going to bring in my guys, my pals, all one, two, three, only one of them so far. Uh, the other two, they will be coming here very soon. But without further ado, we're, we're kicking it back old school, back to the roots, episode 150, Aaron Smith. How are we? I'm doing all right. Uh, early start to my day with the, okay. the, the baby waking me up a little bit earlier than normal. Uh, and uh, we've been we've been grinding ever since. So it's been uh, it's been a long day. I'm, I'm a, little, a little tired, but okay. I, I think in a way she gave you like a, uh, a goo goo gaga, like she was speaking in baby talk, but telling you, hey, Aaron, New word today. New word today. I said, "You want a banana?" She said, "Nana." Uh, that, that was that was new. Like she's talking oh, all over the place. She, she might be we're, saying, "We're nat- not natty." Yeah, we're not the natty. Like, <laughs> like wake up, dad. It's game week. Wake up, dad. Come on. Just, hi, dad. All the time. Yeah. Hi, dad. It's game week. We're, yeah. Wake up. Football's back. But yeah, how was the weekend? Other than that, you did you catch in some week zero action? Did you see? Marcus Freeman take down the old triple option again, and uh, uh, and USC and Caleb Williams throw the ball all over while cannot being able to stop. I, I don't know what to stop a nosebleed against old San Jose State, or or we kind of just holding it all in and waiting for this weekend. I had two fantasy football drafts. One was in person in Florence, oh. and so I drove just for that, and then back right after. Well, uh, and then and then I also mowed the lawn, and when you're cutting four acres, it doesn't that's not a short cut. So no, I, I I didn't I didn't part. No, I'm riding. Get out of here. <laughs> um, but yeah, I didn't, I'm not. I'm sitting on a mower. What are you talking oh, about? Oh, you're riding it. I thought you were. Yeah. No hell no. Four four acres. Out of here. Yeah. Um, yeah no. So I I was unable to. Take in any football with kids and baseball tournaments, and got fall ball going on for both kids, both I, boys. So I, I, I tell you what, I I don't think I could ever be as invested in a UMass versus New Mexico State game that I was this past Saturday, and and you know here we are, but luckily week zero is done. Luckily Cincinnati football is back, and road trips will be happening, and people will be driving to take in the action at Nippert. And, and say you leave early enough, and a little bit of a frustration kicks in, and you you know have a little bit of car issues, hurry over to Danco Transmission and Out of Care. Big shout out to our man Danco Joe. 
uh, he's he's gonna get you fixed up. Get ten dollars off an oil change. Maybe get the oil change throughout the week this week, so you can be ready for the entire season. A lot of fun here, everywhere. Nibbert Stadium. Going to Pittsburgh the, the week following. You're gonna have you're gonna be in the car. You're gonna need it fixed up. You can also get ten percent off any fixing over uh, you know hundred bucks, and, and and make sure that you can can have yourself all fixed up at uh, Danco Transmission and Auto Care. Shouts, of course, to uh, Danco Joe. He he fired me over a hat. I'm I'm pumped about it. Going to rock it. Going to roll it, and uh, be uh, be always uh, always transitioned here to have have our man Danco Joe, and and just like that, our other man Ryan Royer, sir. How are we? I'm good. Always good to be with you guys. Um, yeah. Well, I missed. Did I, did I you, cut off the Danco? You missed excitement about the game week. Excitement about week zero in the books, and now week yes. one is clear. And I got some questions for y'all about the game. Oh, baby. Should Whatever be, Chad uh, called that, the segment, I can't even remember what he said. <laughs> riffing with Royer. What is it? Yeah. Rapping riff action. with Ryan Royer. Yeah, we're going to be diving into all that. But, uh, man, how are we? How's your weekend? It's good. Solid weekend, as always. Uh, I got to relax. Um, nothing crazy. Well, I went to see my girlfriend in Columbus. We went to a Columbus Crew game. Oh, um, I know they fresh freshly beat our FC Cincy boys. Um, was that last week or two weeks ago? I don't even remember. Mm-hmm. But their stadium reminds me a lot of TQL. They're very similar. The layout. Uh, it was fun. It was my first time going to a soccer game. Were you rocking a crew jersey? Hell no, man. <laughs> I, I ain't a traitor like that. <laughs> Well done. Well done. Well, well done. Uh, Roy, are you going to be making an out Nippert this weekend? I am not. I'm going up to a lake house for Labor Day. Nice. Sadly. Nice. Not going to oh. be at the stadium, but I'll be there for week three. I'll make hey. sure I remember that it's not. We <laughs> play Pitt week two. be a pretty not lonely Nippert stadium if you showed up week two. <laughs> I'll put some pads on and – do a little simulated game of myself so I can feel feel cool again. But there we go. I have to wait there two we weeks go. to get back to the nip. There we go, man. That's exciting. That's exciting, man. Well, uh, yeah, week week one is here officially. EKU three thirty. We're gonna talk all about that. But you know, Chad's also here. He uh, he had to get some things situated. Just got home from old volleyball, so he'll be joining us here shortly. So I I guess just just quickly to open up with Royer, I wanted to. To throw at you, if you were able to see who was named as the uh, four captains for this upcoming uh, for this season. Before you get uh, into yeah. that, just just want to thank GMAC for the donation. Uh, what takeaways are we looking for against EKU? I'm very curious about how we mesh on the offensive side of the ball. We will certainly get to that question. Oh yeah. Um, wait, we'll wait for Chad to get back when we start looking at preview stuff. EKU is interesting, though. I'm uh, I'm excited to talk about them a little bit. Um, they uh, got it. They got a stud at quarterback, and anyone knows that. Uh, anytime a stud at the quarterback position, you, your team's looking pretty solid. But uh, we'll we'll dive in more to uh, to EKU, like you said, Aaron, when when Chad joins us as well. But uh, Roy, were you able to check out the the four captains listed and kind of your your takeaways? Maybe just you know your thoughts on on each of them leading and, and kind of what, what a, a full captain means for a team. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't surprised uh, with, with many of the selections in terms of 
where you have seniority, where you have good experience and good leadership, and especially when you look at the defense. We knew the D-line was going to anchor the defense, kind of anchor the team almost. So not surprised to see two guys there. Dante being a little young, but everything we've heard from Nico uh, kind of shows that Dante really took that next step, and it kind of felt forced at first. Right. But the way Nico was talking about him last time on the show um, – I'm not surprised to be seeing that just his play capability. And I'm sure like Nico said, he's been getting guys to, to roll with him. He's been leading by example, leading more vocally. <clears throat> I think that's a good move, especially knowing Dante's character and the type of person he is uh, on and off the field. That's the kind of guy you want to uh, rep your program. And now you can have a captain for a like a couple more years after this too. So Sometimes you can get only get a captain for one year, right. and you know it's it's good. But like sometimes, if you can get a guy that can stack up captain years, it's always good for the team to kind of have a more known a known presence. Um, but if you look at the defense, like you weren't really going to see like a linebacker because they're young or they're transfers. Um, mm-hmm. In terms of, you know, it's hard it's it's hard to be a captain if you don't play a lot of snaps. It's just kind of the way it works. Right. Um, so there, there are guys that, that may not be, that have not or or um, who have been lower on the depth chart and have not really cracked it that, that are great leaders and that lead by example and vocally. But you normally don't really see that kind of – it's just the way it is, you know. Is that but, why seeing Emery there is, is surprising or is it kind of – A little bit. And, Aaron and Chad kind of talked about it, but Aaron was mentioning if he wants to see the quarterback as that as that captain yeah. as one of the captains. And yeah, you want kind that. of along your lines. You want, he's the lead, he's got to be the leader of the offense in his role. So that's something that's something you want. That's something you need on a team. Uh, I was a little surprised being that he's only been there one year. Um, mm-hmm. There's some studs on offense in terms of guys that just do everything the right way. They lead, okay. but they may not they may not have the title of starting quarterback. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, I, I haven't heard anything about Emory that would ever make me think that he's undeserving of that. So I think sometimes, you know, you, that's kind of a, I wouldn't say like a political move, but it's kind of like a given that you want your quarterback to be a captain. And if, if he didn't, if he doesn't lose that title by being a jackass, that he's normally going to be able to take that. Um, so. And then uh, Gavin Gerhardt got a huge reception. That I might just be that the offensive linemen are just the loudest to cheer, but uh, it, good to see him. Uh, it kind of seemed like they brought in, you know, Trevor Dosevich as kind of a a bit of a uh, competition type plug, and he was able to to show his his worth and his talent, and you know, getting that starting nod at the uh, center position yet again. Yeah, I agree, Gavin. You know that. The, the year Gavin had last year, he had to step up and be a leader kind of in, in chaos and mm-hmm. to then build on that week after week and being being the anchor of the O-line, um, that means a lot. And you carry that right into the offseason. And he obviously had a hell of an offseason, did a hell of a job, just like everything we've heard from you guys at practice or Nico in the weight room. So, I mean, that's no surprise there. You want You want – you need a leader on the O-line. Because games are won in the trenches, man. O and D line are so huge, and having leaders across the board there are big, and especially having a captain kind of step up and be a figurehead is is even bigger. Obviously, with the new 
coaching staff in place, things are different than when you were there. Uh, but I'm curious what you do with a guy like a Deshaun Pace, where this very well could be his last season at UC. He's shown that he wants to be a leader. He's shown the traits that I would think that you would look for in a captain. But when you're only taking two on each side of the ball and you have Dante and Juwan already occupying those spots, what do you do with a guy like Deshaun Pace? Yeah, uh, it's, you know, what we what we would talk about amongst his players and kind of that was echoed from the coaching staff was, yeah, like having the title as captain is it's a it's an amazing reward. It's well deserved, but it doesn't mean that you're any less of a leader if you didn't get that title. Because mm-hmm. on a, on a on a great football team, you have way too many guys that can be captain, and you right. have way too many guys that have earned it, but they might not be rewarded with it. Um, and DP is one of those guys. It's just hard nosed, tough, tough love. Uh, he loves to give tough love and. He's a he's a very vocal guy, and he's he has everything to back it up with with his play, and kind of how he just holds guys accountable, uh, holds guys accountable, weight room, and um, and on the field in practice and in games. Um, so I, I don't think that's a, a disrespectful nod to DP. Like I I definitely think DP is a kind of guy that's a, a big leader on this team, and you just got to remember that the more guys that that you're like, well, what about him? Uh, why didn't he get it? That's kind of a good thing. Better, like, yeah. Oh shit, we, sure. have, we got a lot of guys, you know that that does that that could that could and should be captain. So it's just, I, it's just hard. It's just the way it goes, man. I mean, I I don't think DP is gonna let that get to him. I think he's just he's gonna keep doing him just like he always has. And it, he's gonna be hearing his name quite a lot on this podcast. I'll tell you that much, especially in the mailbox. I was glancing glancing at some of the pictures. And, I mean, questions and the most obvious answer from one of them is is what I'm gonna say uh, when when we get to that. But uh, that's for later in the pod. Um, but yeah, if, if you couldn't tell already, the four uh, captains for the for the season, of course, is uh, Juwan Briggs. He's just had his third child. He's a grown man, Nico. Yet again, mentions that he's the guy in every room that everyone respects, everyone listens to. And then Dante Corleone, Godfather speaks for himself. Uh, Emery Jones, uh, huge year out of him. He And we'll see, you know, it, it might be a correlation, however good of a season Emery has, might be however good of a season the Bearcats have. And then, of course, Gavin Gerhardt, the uh, the heart of the offensive line there at the center position. Uh, so four really strong uh, captains to uh, to lead the team into year one of the Big 12 and year one of Coach Scott Satterfield. And Chad peeked in for a bit. I don't know, is, is Chad still here or did he did he peel off again? I'm going to ask. The dogs are just going nuts right now, so there's going to be a lot of barking. <laughs> That's right. You know what? The dogs need to be barking because college football is back, baby. Week one is here, Chad. Let the dogs bark. Let them bark. Uh, but how are we, man? I'm good. Volleyball action tonight against uh, the the number one eighth grade team in Northern Kentucky. Uh, hmm. the, the, the first the first set didn't go well. The second set was better, right? Uh, but you know, it you know it, they, they they lost. They, so. they they are who we thought they were. Yeah, that team was good. The team was really good. They were the when number one. When you're rolling out 5'11", 13-year-old outside hitters, it's uh, <laughs> Kelsey's 4'10 and three quarters. So it was the 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 girl that they the 
outside hitter at one point. We were before the game talking to some friends, and all of a sudden Kelsey feels this giant standing right behind her, and she turns and looks, and the, the girl's literally a foot taller than Kelsey. Um, <laughs> not that that's difficult, but... Uh, <laughs> So yeah, uh, it didn't go great, but uh, so they had a good time, right? That's what counts. Yeah. They had a good time. Everybody had fun. Yeah, that's all that matters. As long as everyone, ha- I just want both teams to have fun. That's uh, in the end. But it, yeah. it sounds like this this opposing team had a bunch of just Ronald Allen's that just came off, you know, the bus one after another. You're like, oh, Look great God. off the bus. Yeah, this team looks amazing. But they backed it up with their play on the court as well. So, but hey, you know, it is what it is. Um, but, yeah. Other than that, weekend was good, solid. Weekend was good, yeah. Went to a little pool party on Saturday. Okay. Took, uh, took the kid and one of her friends shopping yesterday. Mm-hmm. You're right, Aaron. Big yawn. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> just yeah. The, thought you like. I thought you passed out or just got the top of your head. I no, know. I just didn't want to just have my mouth <laughs> wide open. <laughs> um. <laughs> You don't. It's not. It's not often you see the little the little thing on the top of your cap. That's that's. I was just worried about you. Yeah. No. Just just <laughs> had a big yawn, and there's already two screens blacked out, so I didn't want to leave Brent here all by his lonesome. I mean, I'm here. I just I'm dealing with you know, Kelsey. Kelsey for her efforts. Her uncle took her out to dinner, so normally when I come home, I have Kelsey here to like. Hammer the dogs, yeah. yeah, and she's not here. So right. the dogs have been caged up for three hours, and mm-hmm. uh, they're ready to play. And they don't understand when I say, "Guys, I got a podcast." Yeah, and they yep. look at me like, uh, "You put, you know, you locked us up for three hours. We're ready to go." Yeah, yeah. I, you know what? That's kind of how this this football team for the Bearcats have been just, right. just locked up. Right. Right. They're locked they're up. Let the dogs out and take on the, the colonels. But uh we're gonna we're gonna talk a lot more about all the let uh, the cats out. Are they gonna let the cats out? Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know that the whole <laughs> play the cats cat growl, the cat meow. But uh that's yeah, gonna be fun. Um but yeah well good man. Good 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 weekend. Good uh good job getting it all out. But uh you know the dogs need the bark man because we're back. Um, I, you know, speaking of just of, of being back, the uh, the beginning of each season also draws some some interesting, you know, conclusions when it comes to quarterback battles, position battles, this, that, the other. Most of those are somewhat revealed when it comes to the uh, depth chart releases in each team's um, game day program and you know game notes and whatnot. But Cincinnati today released their unofficial. Official depth chart, maybe. It, it says unofficial on there, leaving some some room for uh, for interpretation, I believe. And then, of course, it, it, what was it, two years ago, or maybe it was last year when there was like thirty ors all over the uh, schedule. It was just or 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 all over. So, kind of keep you guessing. I mean, you look all around the country. I, Brent, Tom that's Allen. just when you don't want to hurt guys' feelings, man. You got to try to keep guys happy. Yeah, or to get I was gonna happy. ask you. Yeah, I was like, yeah, that's what's exactly it? what that bullshit is. It used to drive me crazy, man. <laughs> what was it? like? Who gives a shit? Like, was that gonna, two years ago or was that last we'll see year? See you on the field. Yeah. What? I think it was last year where there was like the entire. I mean, the pro- the thing was the whole thing we preached was we want to have like 
two platoons on each yeah. side of the ball. Yeah, right. like the guy, like so you. There's gonna be a shit ton of guys that are gonna play, yeah. and the coaches you don't want to make the guys feel rewarded, mm-hmm. you know, earning their name on the depth chart or whatnot. So right. Well, I don't think this... we're as deep this year. I think we got some some thinness sp- mm-hmm. uh, splattered around this. The funniest thing is, as far as the starters go, there are one, two, three, four, five, six, six oars, and. One includes one of your buddies, old old Bryce Burton, on there <laughs> as the or for the kickoff specialist. For kickoff, that's the hottest or probably on the chopping block right now. Like, Rory Bell fans, <laughs> fans are wondering who is kicking that damn ball. Well, you asked Tom Allen over, over you know down in Bloomington, Indiana. <laughs> yeah. did, did you see what he said today? He was telling reporters that we have we have chosen a starting kicker for this Saturday. But we are not going to reveal it until game time. Yeah, I don't know what kind of tactic that is, unless they got like some onside known capability that the kickers around the country that they all know each other. Be that's, a that's that was a heated battle at camp. Yeah, Corey Bell v. Bryce Burton. Obviously we'll for see. IU too, they've got a crazy, crazy Nobody kicking discussion. I, I agree. It was hilarious, though. People were running off with it on the old X today. How how ridiculous it was. But also... Uh, that's your place. Yeah, it is. Yeah, that's why I told him nobody cares. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I only care for for the parties and the, and, and the academics. There we go. Um, <laughs> but aside from that, it, it, Nick Saban, of course, with the entire, you know, we're not releasing a depth chart, apologizing to, to you know, everyone out there. I mean, I mean it's pretty obvious because they have a little three-man race for their starting quarterback position. Surprised it just didn't go or, or, or. But um, Chad, Ryan, Aaron, any any sort of uh, thoughts just on the uh, unofficial official depth chart release for the EKU game? I'm I surprised to see Evan is... so high up there. Not that he's not deserving. I just – the way he kind of climbed yeah, his way right into that. Yeah. That's so well. I remember you guys remember how much I was just like raving about how hard that is to do, Mm -hmm. how he kind of just took it running right in stride. So I was, I was happily surprised for him because that's hard, man, to get up there and be going to get some serious snaps at receiver ever, never playing it in his life at a power five football school. I mean, here's the thing it's what he's athletic, he's got good hands, he's a smart kid. Like, I, I get that it's difficult, but he's still a guy that, you know, he, he's, he can go. You know what I mean? Yep. He can. I'm excited. He to wasn't see accidentally the highest rated recruit, uh, offensive recruit in program history. Yes. Right. He's got some athleticism too. Chad, what was your, your biggest surprise or just something that kind of caught your eye as far as the depth chart goes? I mean, nothing really surprising it's pretty much exactly what we've been reporting at bearcat journal throughout camp yep um you know i i don't buy the or braden smith aaron turner uh it's braden smith but yeah you give aaron turner the or because i've talked about this if it wasn't for braden smith we'd have talked a crap ton about aaron turner Turner. right Right. but it was just braden smith was was so good um 
that that was the case. Uh, Antoine Peake Jr. being a backup, we we that was in one of my two deeps that Antoine Peake was was running with the twos a lot at safety. So yeah. no, I mean it, it's. I say if you weren't following though, that would probably be one of them that kind of jumps out to you more than anything else. What are you else. here for if you're not on Bearcat Journal following every step of the way? Because the season is here. People people are now ready to be locked in and fired up. But no, I agree. Yeah, it, it was mentioned and talked about. You know, I was I was surprised. It, I mean, Oliver Bridge is obviously right there as well. Um, he's gotten a lot of praise, but to see, you know, Pete kind of sitting right there uh, on the second team just speaks to the amount of, of, of talent and production that he's had out there on the field throughout camp. So Pete will come down and lay a lick on you. Oh, yeah. Like he will hit you. Oh, yeah. It's going to be exciting. Gonna be exciting. I, I mean, yeah, it's a you know, they put unofficial two deep depth chart. So who, who even knows what officially will happen? But for the most part, it looks pretty on on point to what everyone has uh, kind of been talking about here on BCJ as far as the you know different starters and those backing up and whatnot. So you know, it's uh, a lot. I was of, a little surprised to see. Peyton, I was a little surprised to see Peyton Singletary listed above Shmamater. Yeah. Another or situation, but it is, and I, I think that you're going to see them used differently. But yeah, I'm still yeah, less. they're two different guys. I mean, I get why you you list them. You know, if they come out in a pass heavy set on the first play of the game, it's a good chance you'll have Peyton Singletary in there. Yep. If they come out in a run heavy set, or, you know, or a, a run look, then there's a good chance you'll have Shaman in there. Or they come out in twelve, and both of them are out there. Yeah. They, they, I mean. I, I can't say a whole lot schematically about what they've been doing, but there's been more 12 than I expected, mm-hmm. which 12 is for the uh, people that aren't into football lingo. 12 is one running back, two tight ends, two wide receivers. Um, they're, they're, they ran a pretty good amount of, of 12 at camp. So, I mean, you could see 12 on the first play where they're both out on the field. So um, I think, you know, if I had to guess, Shaman is, and I'm. This is probably what you're getting at, Aaron. I'm guessing Shaman gets more snaps. More snaps. Yeah, but uh, Singletary's had had a good camp, and he's going to be. It wasn't. It, it no, wasn't no, no, surprised I'm just, as a knock. Yeah, yeah. I'm just yeah. To clarify on on my part, yeah, yeah I just want to yeah, make yeah, sure yeah. that I'm not putting it out there like, what did he do? No, it, it wasn't no. anything like that. No, no, no. I know what you're saying. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's both of those guys are going to play a lot of snaps. They're both they're both good. Yeah, I, and, and you know what would also be good is you know, maybe some Cincy Light beer cheese at the tailgate. Shout out Keegan, we see in the chat there. But uh, you know, a, there, if you I, want to send him an invite, we can bring him in. Okay, I, I will. I will slightly jump in the discourse of this because Shaman Mateer was, had was supposed to be every bit of the no or in terms of he should be the first one and with hit kind of like the momentum he had coming out of uh, last season and the season when I was there, um, just, I mean, you would have thought that there had been no way. So yeah. it kind of shows how good Peyton must be doing and really he stepped, stepped up it up. I mean, he's had a really good spring into the summer. Yeah, Like he's one of those guys, uh, Ryan, that like he – kind of started really finding himself at the end of the spring and then had a big spring game 
And that confidence, I mean, I talked to him about it in the interview we did with him, that confidence coming off of that spring game with a touchdown catch and a couple other nice catches like that, you know, that gets you believing in yourself going into the summer. And, you know, especially with a new regime and new coaches that you're making an impression on, um, all of a sudden he worked his way right up there. Now, like I said, I do think Shaman ends up getting, you know, a larger number of the snap count because he, he is more of both a run blocker and a guy that can, that can hurt you in the passing game. But uh, Peyton Singletary is going to be, you know, an effective weapon for this offense. Yeah. I I mean, Peyton's played a lot too. Like not, you know, consistently been on the field, but he's, he's had appearances and games caught a touchdown. Your, your senior year, Ryan, uh, it kind of has been involved whatnot, however much you can be involved and how good the town, the tight end room was for those, you know, past couple of seasons that you were there, but you know, it, it just does bode well to the fact that he's putting the work. He, he looks good. He looks, he physically looks like he's ready to make an impact at the tight end position. And, uh, you know, I, like you said, it's, it only bodes well that both players are up there to that level to be on the or and have both of them ready to uh, produce and, and play at a big level. So it's going to be exciting. And, 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 of course, after EKU, fans are going to be drawing conclusions and saying, like, oh, well, this guy came on the field and looked great, you know, this, that, and the other. But it, in the end, this is just the unofficial official depth chart, and the play on the field is going to decide a lot more of, a, you know, who teams game plan for and how teams decide to attack offense and defensively against the Bearcats. But I mean, if you ask me my biggest surprise, like from, from the start of camp to the official two deep going out. Yeah. I I have to say, I think D'Artanian Tinsley. I was going to say, yeah. Like I, I thought we had him in the mix as a guy that like he could be a two deep guy. Yeah. Um, And he came in at the beginning of camp and won the left guard job. Yeah. And just kind of convincingly won the left guard job. Right. And so I I think that would be the biggest stock riser, if you will, for me from the beginning of camp to the end of camp that he went from that was supposed to be an or. Right. And he's the starting left guard convincingly. Yeah. The I yeah. You hear all the coaches, you know, Chad, and and, in the interviews that you've you've had. And they all, it's just second nature. You know, they, they're, it's like, yeah, DT's been killing it. So it's like, wow, okay, well, we all thought it was maybe going to be Gavin pushed out to left and Radosevich comes in starting center, but. Or even Radosevich at left. Right, and exactly. Gavin at center. I mean, yeah. I, that's kind of what I thought coming out of the spring was most mm-hmm. likely that Gavin would play center right. and that Radosevich would, would slide to left guard. Um, and. Tinsley was clearly the best left guard at camp. So um, I know, you know, because of his, his like he's got ridiculous reach for, for a guy like that. Um, I mean, I know the NFL guys, the scouts have, uh, have inquired about, you know, tell me more about this guy. Who's the left guard with the the monster wingspan. (laughs) So he's, he's gained a lot of momentum. Well, and, and also the other thing is like, you know, when you, come up the way that that Tinsley came up, you know, that you're not going to get the same amount of work in the weight room and, and ability right. to kind of craft your body as, as he has been able to get the past two seasons at Kentucky Christian where he was before, you know? So the fact that he's able to come in and get under a real division one 
workout regimen with two of the best, Brady Collins and then Nico. So, I, you know, you've got got enable the ability to to form a uh, great player, and now all of a sudden he's he's really turning ahead. So I agree with that too, and and also the confidence in John Williams. I mean, John Williams was always in the mix at that left left tackle position, but the the staff does seem pretty confident in John Williams. It's kind of like secondary as well to them. It's like John's doing a great job out there. He's, yeah. he's going to have a great season. So we'll see, man. The uh, game day this Saturday, though. Let's let's shift focus to EKU just real fast, and then Royer's going to going to you know it's going to be another riffing with Royer. Chad Royer came prepared. He said he's got some questions for us about all week oh. one. I said, "Damn, Royer, you're ready for riffing, baby." But that's uh, real quick, real quick. Obviously, a, a lot of uh, connections to the CKU team and the Bearcats and the staff. Uh, you know. EKU obviously pretty good year last year. Seven wins went to the FC, uh, FCS playoffs. Uh, they had they had a like opponent last year. They beat Kennesaw State 45-38, so a little bit closer of a margin than what the Bearcats were able to do, but still a like opponent and also a win. Um, there, uh, Cam Jr., former Bearcat transferred there. Uh, there's a bunch of players from Cincinnati on their roster in, in Ohio as well, including Isaiah a six zero. What, what's that? They got a, a Hilliard Davidson guy. Just yeah, they do. Yeah. They do. Yeah. Yep. He's uh, he's my brother's age. Great kid. Off as a lineman, right? Yeah, he's, yeah he was He that. they turned him into an old lineman there, man. He's a, a monster now. Big dude. Yeah. Wow. I mean, a I lot of they're starting. I think he's their starting tackle. Okay. Yeah, I think so. I can't remember. And then, well, how about this? They have a six foot five punter from. Pro kick Australia as well. I mean, like the the connections are kind of kind of crazy. But the main player they have is quarterback Parker McKinney. Uh, interesting facts about Parker McKinney is that he there's only three quarterbacks in the AP top twenty five in the FBS who have thrown for more career passing yards than Parker McKinney. But the thing is, Parker McKinney has rushed for more career rushing yards than those three quarterbacks. Only Bo Nix is the only other quarterback to go over 1,000 rushing yards. So Park McKinney, 9,718 career passing yards, 1,446 rushing yards. He's a uh, he's a guy that, you know, I as much EKU you want to listen to podcast-wise, there's, you know, there's this one guy who just could not stop parking, talking about Parker McKinney. So it's going to be a, a talented quarterback coming into Nippert on Saturday. Obviously, he's going to be facing a uh, a different defensive look than what they they normally have. But uh, Scott Satterfield has played EKU twice at, during his time at Louisville. Um, he actually got first win as Louisville's head coach against EKU. Bearcats have won twenty one straight home openers. It could be twenty two on Saturday. Um, Kind of just all the connections are are pretty interesting. Uh, broad thoughts on old EKU. The Colonels obviously don't want to take them too lightly. But, uh, I mean, w- when you have a talented quarterback, an offensive line that returns a couple of, of good players, that, including one that was you know selected on the uh, senior bowl watch list on the offensive line. So, I mean, they've got a couple talented players. But, you know, still it's going to be interesting to see what they do coming into Nippert. Um, but, yeah, I mean. That's about what you're going to get kernel-wise from me. Um, anything just broadly on on old EKU or be ready for a little riffing with Royer? I, I mean, I, what's there to talk? I mean, it's EKU. Like, it, Look, I'm, I'm sure they've got a good program. 
They've got a good yeah. quarterback. Right. But this defense should swallow their offense. And if it doesn't, then yeah. you get a little worried. You get a little concerned, even if it's game <laughs> one in a new system. Like, you can't let the FCS team uh, control you at the line of scrimmage and, and push you around. So I don't think that will happen. Yeah. Um, I do want to see like, how long is it? Can I, can I finish? How long, is it, how, long is it, how long does it take for the offense to really find a rhythm? Right. That's, that's the question. Oh, um, six and Oh eight last two years. And the only two years Cincinnati has played EKU. Uh, can, can you guys name starting quarterback on those? Oh, six, Oh eight teams. Uh, 06 would have been Gino. Same quarterback both years. No. Uh, same quarterback both years. Right before your boy Tony Pike took over. Oh, Grutza? Yeah. Oh, okay. He he threw to a, a Dominic Goodman had a career high in receiving yards, two touchdowns from Marty Gilliard. But, uh, Gino's last year was 04. I don't, I don't know why I screwed up. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean they they handled EKU uh, 40 to seven in 08, and and then in 06 it was 30 to three. Eh, no, that was when Satterfield was coaching Louisville. They won 30 to three. So 31 nothing was the 06 game. So uh, just kind of little nuggets there on on, on EKU. Friend of the network, Dustin. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I'll say this much for Coach Satterfield. He was the head coach of that Appalachian State team that beat Michigan. So he's not going to take anybody lightly knowing what he did when he was a team that everyone took. You, he was not there when Appalachian State won? He was, He was. I think, OC. Oh, well, you're on mute. can't hear you, Chad. Okay. Well, okay. So he wasn't head I don't coach. think he was the head coach. I think he was the no. OC. Okay. Yeah. 2013 Even still, was his he, first year at App State. He was there. He he knew what it took. And I don't, I don't think he's going to be taking anybody lightly. So, right. Great point, Aaron. I like that. Me too. I, I like when Aaron sprinkles that goodness on us. Um, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was in, it was in uh, 08. Oh, no. That was in 2000. 07. Oh seven, yeah, two thousand seven. They they won at Michigan. The uh, it just says Jerry Moore is the head coach. I was trying to see yeah. who the OC was, but yeah, that is that. Um, but yeah, let's go ahead and riff it with Royer or Royer. Do you have any Uh-oh. any opening about FCS opponents and kind of what what your take is on on you know not taking them lightly? I mean, I've I've been on a couple teams and where it was. Way more Murray State than I thought it was going to be. Murray State, um, Austin P. My first year, we won by uh-huh. twelve. Yeah. Um, am I missing one, Chad? I don't feel like you guys ever just came out and destroyed a one double eight an FCS team. We destroyed a- Alabama A and M. I yeah. played in that game. <laughs> I was more excited about that game. <laughs> Their band was awesome. Yeah, they were. <laughs> I think I can't remember any of the any of the other ones. Yeah, I the 2019 didn't play an FCS team. I, yeah, I think I think it was kind of the that Murray State game was was weird up until halftime. Austin P 55 20 in in 2020. 
Yeah. 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 But that one didn't feel like a blowout until the end, though, did it? Am I right? Uh, yeah, I, think I don't so. think I, they dominated that game early. Right. Alabama A and M was sixty-three to seven. So yeah, I, I mean it's, that one was a butt kicking. Yeah, it absolutely was. Um, but yeah, I mean, did they, did they run the option? Roy? No. no. Yeah, I'm um, trying to think. Kansas State did. Yeah, Kansas State did this past year, and man, and you guys, the, the the Bearcats were ready for the option. Uh, yeah, yes. just like Freeman was this weekend against yeah. against Navy, sixty three to ten was the, uh, the score of that Kennesaw State game. So yeah, I mean, what Roy just can't take FCS lightly. Still, just you know, come no, out, can't. perform well, and go from there. Should we riff it, Ryan? Let's do it, man. All right, throw it on us, baby. Throw it on us. All right. Uh... First, I want to start off with Emory, kind of this being the first game. There's been kind of – there's been like three different Emory Joneses we've seen in college football. We saw like a 700-yard rushing Emory Jones. Then last year, you know, shit hit the fan, only around 31 rushing yards or whatever the hell it was. I was looking at it. And what kind of Emory Jones do you think we're going to get out of – uh, Scott Satterfield's offense. Are we thinking like over under 500 rushing yards? Are we going to see him getting back to that old true dual threat attack? Kind of like that Malik Cunningham, but I think Emory has a better arm. What do you guys think? I think that's probably right. 500 range, 500, 600 range. I don't think they want to run him a ton. Um, Why do you think? And, and by that, I mean like, you know, 15, 17, 18, designed runs a game. I don't think they want to do that. Um, but I think if he gets 10, 12 carries a game between running the ball, like designed runs and then escaping on, you know, broken down pass play type things, um, you know, 10 carries 50, 60, 70 yards a game, uh, I think is probably where I would, uh, like estimate the averages. Yeah, I think if uh, if if Emory only rushes for thirty-one yards, then I think something went really terribly wrong. Um, I, Arizona State is a mess, and obviously you you see why they were a mess after what they just recently did. You know, the, the week before their season begins, imposing at a, a self ban postseason ban for the year. Uh, I mean, these guys are just it's it's a mess there in Arizona State. I have also banned myself from dating Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah. Yes. A one, I put a one-year ban on okay. uh, on dating <laughs> Jennifer Lawrence. What was I, your infraction? Yeah. <laughs> I, I can't get into it. It's it's held up in the appeals process. But uh right. Right. <laughs> I, I mean that's that's insanity. And and it's just because they I don't know, it's a mess. And so the fact that Emory's coming from that mess. I, I think you're going to see a bunch of rushing yards. I, he had over 700 his, his last year at Florida. Um, I don't know if he's going to quite reach that, like Chad was saying, but, you know, like 500, 600 yards. Uh, but it would be interesting to see if – because Emory in, in interviews has been talking about being able to to go out there and, and game a little bit more, use his yeah. legs a little bit more. So 
maybe we do he's see him. He's looked good when he's, run, when he's ran the ball. He's looked good. Right. Exactly. And, you know, we kind of mentioned the whole you – know, during the spring game, you know, a little bit more, you know, throughout fall camp. It, it, he's a gamer when the, when the bright lights come on. And the one thing that quarterback needs is, is confidence, and I think that's what uh, – Emory's got a little bit of, of, of extra juice heading into this year. So I think uh, as confident as he can be, that'll lead uh, lead the team, especially running the football. Um, Aaron topped off, so I guess uh, – I'm here. Anything anything else to add on the uh, the old Emory? No, I mean, I'll, honestly, I'd be surprised if he doesn't get over 500 yards. If, if he doesn't, I, I don't think that it's going to come anywhere near to the uh, six to eight win – ceiling and floor that I've, I've set the season at. So I'm, I'm certainly rooting for him to end up in that like five to six, 700 range. Yeah. I think it's about right. Let's go. Let's go. It's just hard to like kind of try to wondering on how they use him. Cause you don't want to, when you run a lot of outside zone, sometimes that quarterback option is kind of straight downhill. Yeah. Down, down in between the tackles. And I, I, or you can do like opposite, opposite edge that's, quarterback. Yeah, that's the play goes this way. He goes out the back door. Yeah, because I don't, if it, I don't, if it's going I don't left, see them or want them running him in between the. Tackle. I don't think you'll see a lot of like yeah. straight, you know, QB dive type stuff. Maybe you'll see from time to time like a like a delay, you know, that one two pause and then, you know, try to to fill it up the gut, but. I think a lot more of it will be the outside. Um, you, know, you get the line going this way. Maybe you take a guard, pull the guard back the opposite way to give him a, a bodyguard or something. Um, but that, that's my guess. You know, I, I might put, put it over 600 for rushing yards for him. I Because, I mean, you, you look at Malik Cunningham rushed for over 1,000 yards two years ago. I, that's crazy. Yeah. And then last they ran really Cunningham a lot, though. Right. Lot. Well, yeah, he was had a I also think Emory's arm is way better. Yeah. So, I don't know. I might say, yeah, above above six might be my where I yeah. where I rest. What uh, when it's just the other thing is with scrambling, it, it can lead to one the biggest of your biggest bulk of your rushing yards, but it can also knock down. Right, uh, you're rushing with the O line, kind of how you saw how the nightmare that it was last year in terms of sacks and pressures and scrambling. You know, that's another thing I kind of pull into the picture of if Emory can get away, he might get a lot more rushing yards just by scrambling downfield. Mm-hmm. But it could also really hurt him if he's getting sacked like Ben was, or just getting pressured right. like that. Yeah. So I was just wondering. That's why I think schematically we're going to see a little bit different on the offensive line, which is what I'm extremely excited to see. Uh, How's yeah. he been throwing off, throwing on the run? They haven't like, done a ton of it, obviously. You know, I, they, they've done some stuff is, where the yeah. pocket is moving, but then, you know, you're trying to yeah. get – when you bootleg, you're not throwing on the run, right? You're rolling out and then – mostly getting set and delivering um the, this this little bit that he's done it's looked pretty good but i just don't think we have enough of a, a real sample size yet mm-hmm. yeah like with with the ball being with the quarterback being live at least yeah yeah because dude those like those intermediate kind of scramble 
scramble routes by the receivers. I mean, if you can make those throws, they just kill defenses. But they're so hard because you're throwing off one foot. You're moving. You have to go. You have to get it out quick, and it's it can be like that twelve to seventeen. The windows yard. like this. Yeah, and that like, you know, Ben. It was hard for Ben to do that. Not that his arm couldn't get him there. It was that just being able to move and get in the spot to even get the ball out. Right. So kind of that's what I was wondering about. Kind of how he's Emery's progressed in his throwing on the run skill. Ben thought you were fast, right? <laughs> I was, man. Don't catch me downhill. It's a whole different animal. There we go. There we go. Question two, Royer. Play football on hills, Royer. Sometimes. Oh, oh, that's a that's sorry. A rough you guys one. are you guys are breaking up. Yeah, okay. you just you just froze you. Eyes <laughs> oh, it's my roommate. He's trying to get back on the screen again. Oh, there <laughs> yeah. we go. He's he's hacking in. All of a sudden, we're gonna get up. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna pop yeah. to him. <laughs> okay, so there was the Emery one. I this is kind of simple. It. I, I want to kind of go like two different directions. Who who are you most excited for, and who and like what in terms of schematically slash coach coaching style in the game, and then like what player are you kind of most excited for to kind of see just let loose and go out there and make a make some plays. Pretty pretty easy for me. Uh, Brian Brown. Uh, I want to see that defense chomping at the bit to see it. Honestly. Um, and Pressure then, wise, kind of yeah, like, and just like yeah. flying all over the field, sending different blitzes, having the luxury of a of a defensive line that is going to stop pretty much any rushing attack that's going to be presented to him this year, and then uh, to fit that mold is is Deshaun Pace. I'm, I mean, if when you have a scheme, and, you know, a, a defense that is set to have one position called the star position. And then you double down on that, saying that Deshaun Pace is the perfect player for their star position. I, you know, it's it doesn't fit that nicely in many situations, and you have that right now. And and so I'm excited to see what Deshaun Pace has at that star position that is vital and important to the scheme of Brian Brown that finished you know number one in in sacks last year and and was taking the ball away left and right. So I, those are two monster things that I'm excited about. I'm going to go with the other side of the ball and say that I'm excited to have a head coach in who has a background in offense. Um, mm-hmm. Just just kind of excited to see what tricks that uh, Scott Satterfield can pull out of his pocket. Um, excited to see what this offense can do as uh, this is – unlike anything that we've seen in any type of recent history with one returning starter um, of the 11 projected starters, I think uh, what two, three have been on the team prior to this, maybe more than that. I think it was what four or five on that. If you had that depth chart, Brent, the, on the offensive side. Yeah. Who is still, still, yeah. Who's even on the team? Not even Uh, just returning starters, but, Williams, John Williams, Darkane Tinsley, Gerhardt, uh, Peyton Singletary, 
Corey Corey Kiner. So five. Yeah. Five of your starters are are return are, are returning players for this team. So I'm excited to see what, what he can put together. Um and just to see what this new offense is going to look like going forward. Mm-hmm. As uh I I haven't watched a ton of Louisville uh going back to check out what, what what Scott Satterfield was doing there. Um and excited to see what the future is going to look like, I guess. As far as players, um, kind of in that same vein, uh, I'm excited to see what Emory Jones can do. Uh, there's been plenty of talk about him throughout his career as far as him being a guy, then not being a guy. Maybe he can be a guy here again. Um, and this team is going to go as he goes. So uh, excited to see what he does with the pieces that he's put around, that Scott Satterfield has put around him at this point in time and uh, see what this wide receiver group can do uh, mm-hmm. with this running back committee can do with this new scheme and uh, see what the, the new captain Emory Jones can do at the helm. I'm going to go coach wise. I don't, I mean, I, I want you know, I guess you really want to see what Walt does with that second year of continuity with this defensive line group that's supposed to, you know, have the chance to be outstanding um and see how he adapts to coaching Brian Brown's system of you know not just holding the point of attack but trying to aggressively get upfield and it I don't know Ryan maybe you disagree with this it felt like the only guy they ever really turned loose and said go was Majek maybe I'm maybe there just wasn't the the, the dudes that could do it like my did, but it felt like they wanted to hold the point of attack instead of getting, you know, letting the guys maybe get too deep in the backfield. Is that wrong? I think that's fair. I think that's fair. It was kind of like trying to put my on an Island and let him go win. But right. You know, that means if you have one guy kind of doing that kind of exotic Island kind of like, defensive end play that if you have any of the other three kind of slip up you're you're screwed so i think that's fair um i think i I do agree with you so i'm really interested to see how walt manages that group and how he gets the best out of them in the new system um but you can kind of turn corleone loose in a completely like opposite way though and i think they will i think you'll see him causing havoc up the middle just sit, go, go kill everything that moves is, and that's it. Honestly, it kind of, it shapes up better for a defensive line to have someone like that. Than, of course. Than IJ because you're, yeah. ma- you're, you're at the point of attack immediately. You're creating more chaos at, like at the point of the attack. And you can't just step disrupt- up yeah. away from an inside rush. Yeah. It just like, helps you run. Yeah. Yeah. It's so good. That's why Dante, teams- Dante is the one, the like, like he is arguably the most influential player on the defense. There were a Probably lot of teams is. with my Jay. They just instructed the quarterback to like step up and, and let him go by and hard count. Yeah. And hard count and get him to jump on sides or say his name and see if he'll jump like somebody else. used to. No, yeah, no one's going to pick up on that for as successful as it was. Um, 
in terms of single player, I want to see if Braden Smith can be the guy that he has flashed in this camp. Mm-hmm. Like that guy that, you know, you get the ball to him five yards past the line of scrimmage and he makes it a 45-yard play. Like, is he really what we saw throughout this camp as a, like, actual game-changing splash play where, like, not you're not throwing him jump balls. You're throwing yeah. him little a crossing route in the flow of the offense, and he takes a seven-yard gain and makes it a 45-yard splash play. Um, but I, I'm really interested to see, like, he's the one guy that has the most juice in this system, like knows mm-hmm. what Satterfield wants from him. He's in that COVID year. Like if he's going to do anything with his career, he's got a chance to do it now. Um, I want to see what we saw in camp on game day from him. And I want to see him stay healthy. Is, is he, uh, would you say, is he ready to take flight, Chad? Why do we have to do this? What do you think? Why do we have to do this? It works. <laughs> ready to take flight. Yeah, that's right. He is a pilot. And uh, I know. I would be awesome if he if, if he flew the plane to some of these away games. That'd be that'd be pretty good. Uh, but no, uh, I do not want him flying the uh, hundred passenger as a fifty passenger okay. charter jet fair to away fair. games. Uh, but one more fun nugget about him: he had a forty nine yard punt return against EKU in twenty twenty one. He can throw it, and if you put him and Evan on the field together. You could do all kinds of stuff. The triple pass. A triple pass. To Emory. That'd be nasty. And then they're just sitting in the end zone 80 yards away when they started on the 40 is, is one Evan Prater again. Gosh, it's crazy. But anyway, yeah, I I agree, Chad. I think it's, uh, it's time for Braden Smith to, to put together what everyone's been talking about, raving about, and I'm excited to see it too. Dave Simone, he's he's asking a question in the chat, but uh, normally you got to pay for it. We're gonna let him slide here because I, I I believe Dave Simone is a a return listener to the uh, to the pod. So um, Royer, isn't that that Bearcat Brunch guy? I, th- I think <laughs> yeah, I think Brunch and he's got some other podcasts I, I listen to every once in a while. It's not that good. Yeah, we. Yeah, we'll <laughs> The question we, is: uh, voted, question is, did, did the players vote for captains, or did the coaches pick? Royer, take it away. Yes, the players voted. Um, I, I think the coaches just counted the votes and named the captain, but it was all behind closed doors. There could have been some vote shuffling around. You never know. We didn't have any poll watchers there. Were you guys ever surprised? Like, what the hell? Um, how that guy end up captain? And if so, name names. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not gonna go there. Who do they um, stuff the ballot for? Let's hear it. <laughs> Garrett Campbell know. was a captain. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, that was that was bullshit. Garrett Campbell had no business <laughs> being a captain. You could tell that. <laughs> um, no, nah, I, I think my, I, I can't think of anyone that sticks out. Um, like I said, you know, we had so many guys. Like by that end, we had so many great leaders great players, great people, kind of the culture cultivated. And so I wasn't, you know, there's, there's no one I'm going to be able to name drop. 
Oh, come on. Come on. <laughs> There's this guy, Desmond Ritter. Yeah, yeah, he uh, – something about that guy just rubbed me the wrong way. That number <laughs> nine guy. I don't even remember his fucking name. Yeah. yeah. What, what is he up to these days? I mean, I can't imagine his career. I don't know. Show. Probably doing some bullshit sales job. I yeah, I think he, he golfs a lot on the weekends. <laughs> stuff like that. That damn kid it is off camera. Jeez. Doesn't he? Doesn't he deliver food? That is yeah. what he's. he's yeah, I think he, like, yeah, he does that. Nailed it. Yeah. Nailed, nailed it. I, I mean, we're, we're all connecting here because he does all these things. That's pretty crazy. It does he fly a plane? No, that's only Braden Smith, baby. The man, the myth, the legend. Royer, let's continue. I got riffing. one more for y'all. Let's hear. Keep it at three this week. Let's hear. Um. We were kind of you guys talking about guys you're most excited about and talking about splash plays from the offense. So I was wondering what you guys think about who's going to make the most like big explosive plays, the offense or the defense. Um, and then if you can name a guy you think um, with whoever side you pick, if you can name the guy you think that's going to make the most of them. All right, let's let's call splash plays. Aaron, are we saying it's your version of a splash play, or is this saying no, we'll we'll go with we'll go with the true version of a splash okay. play? And then defensively, splash play will be what sack and, and turnover. It's like turnovers, tackles for loss, tackles, tackles, tackles for loss, sacks. Um, I think QB hit. We counted like QB hits as explosive plays. Okay, but. That's because Fick was a defense first. Coach. <laughs> pass, I think we can pass breakups. I'm trying to remember. He, he probably called just defense. Let's just call it. T- let's call TFL sacks, interceptions, fumbles, turnovers, whatever. Okay. Yeah. Safety. Safety. Yeah. Blocked Every punt. Play. Blocked punt. Yeah. We got blocked yeah. punt's got to be in there, right? Yeah. Yeah. I need that one. You can't, you can't just make a wish a blocked punt. <laughs> I mean, there was one guy I knew. Hey, sure yeah. about that? <laughs> hey, you sure about that? <laughs> the Pirates were in on it, man. It was kind of weird. They, they parted the Red Sea. But they actually counted that one. They didn't count some other ones from the past, but it's a different, different story for a different time. Uh, I'll go defense and Deshaun Pace. I'm taking the layer. Right. Especially tackles go. for loss. What we've seen him do on any throw to the flat to his side, like, is violent. Like, violent. And he says that's 70%, right? Yeah. The way he explodes to the ball and his closing speed, um, like, he just – and he's going to get some interceptions, dropping in coverage and being kind of disguised. I I just – I think he's going to have a hell of a year. Aaron? Yeah, I'm going to go. Go with your layup. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say defense as well, actually. And I'm going to say Dante Corleone because um, I, I think that this is going to be an outstanding year for him. Fair. Are, we, are we counting batted balls as well? He's going to stick up sure. the big mittens. Yeah, those that counts. Especially from D line, yeah. yeah. If your D line gets a batted ball at the line of scrimmage. That's a that's a splash play. Yeah, um, for sure. 
Well, to go against the grain, I will go. I, I think the defense will have more splash plays because I don't think I, – I mean, I guess the offense is kind of designed for that where it's, you know, kind of wear out the, the defense. And then hit the big run. I mean, they had – I think last year they had more 40-yard runs than anybody in college football. Okay, yeah. So, so I mean, so, they're going to get there a fair amount. But with the defense that Coach Brown's bringing in, it's going to be like their their main goal is for these havoc, you know, big big splash plays. So, um, I'll I'll go offense, and I'll say, uh, I'll Aaron. I thought you were going to go with this. I'll say Xavier Henderson, who he was, uh, he was on the radar. Who I think I I he might not be the the number one guy even on offense that does it but i think when he makes a play i think it's going to be a splash you know so yeah. i mean he is really good at getting late separation as we've talked about here mm-hmm. he's one of those guys that just late in the route he goes from even to, to open and emory jones throws a great deep ball mm-hmm. so there's definitely going to be opportunities for xavier henderson to to make some splash plays on the outside here we go baby there we go. Oh well, I'm Miles Montgomery. Yeah. Well, yeah. On the uh, on the rushing end of things, that was why I couldn't go with an offensive player. I didn't know between those two guys who I would have picked. Right. And I was surprised Chad didn't go Braden, but then he. I already. Yeah, yeah, I already gave Braden his flowers. <laughs> like you can't give flowers twice. That's not how flowers work. You can just. It doesn't see, it comes off as desperate. Doesn't, it comes doesn't. Off as desperate. <laughs> God damn. Well, yeah. Yeah. Royer, who do you think? As far as offense or defense splash plays from everything that you've been able to gather. Uh, I really – I think I... – kind of asked it because I didn't really know myself because I think they're both going to take off. I think it's not like a clear cut because I think the right. offense is going to hum. I think they're going to make a lot of big plays. I think Emery's going to create create some big plays with his feet and with his arm. Mm-hmm. Um, I I just – I do like – I'm stuck between Corleone and, and Deshaun because I know Cor- – like I talked about, Corleone just going to be like just right there every single time he's in the game. So, yeah, I think I'm going to go with Aaron. I'm going to go defense and, and Corleone. I'm not going to try to complicate things. Like <laughs> go with it. the first-team All-American guy. I, doesn't uh, Eric Phillips have a penchant for getting a lot of a lot of tackles for losses, too? Yeah. So, I think EP I think EP is going to have a good year. And, and Daniel Greshik as well. So, yeah. yeah. What's up, Keegan? How are we? I'm Hello, good. Man. How are you guys? Keegan Nickerson joining the BBP second appearance game week. Absolutely. Welcome. Welcome to game week. First, first game week of the Satterfield era. First game week of the Keegan Nickerson era. Here we go. That's true. I just want to say to Royer, everyone who just like got done playing football at UC and then got a sales job is probably really pissed at you right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. like half the former players for UC. Oh no, I wasn't like a jab. I was just comparing like being a starting NFL quarterback to, you know, having a sales job. You know, sorry guys, but that's true. 
It'd be, I could say the same thing about being an engineer. Yeah, I'd much rather be Desmond Ritter than myself. <laughs> they became professionals in something other than sports, right? Yeah, and every and just to be honest, every sales guy I've uh, met, former Bearcat, they're doing way better than me now. So I know better. <laughs> I know better if that's a bad thing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I appreciate you checking me, though. Yeah, I, I laughed out loud in the car listening to that one. That was funny. And then the we beat Alabama and I'm so bad that I played was also very funny. Yeah, I'm good for a couple quips every Monday. <laughs> there we go. Keegan, did you have any anything to, to add as far as splash play players? Maybe uh, what which coach you're most excited to see on game day schematically and, and the player that fits it or anything? And then, of course, Emery. Emory's your boy, so you know, kind of, kind of what you expect from just week one, EKU Emory. I think splash plays, which you guys just touched on it, but I think Miles Montgomery fits too good in the running scheme to not expect a pretty big year out of him. I think I'm, I'm like really, really high on him compared mm-hmm. to some other people. Um, I think he's got the Jerome Ford potential to where he just hits a hole and he's gone because he's shown yeah. it during camp already. Um, right. So I think that combination with those two is really exciting. And then defensively, I think Daniel Greshik's going to have a really good year, kind of bouncing off of Juwan Briggs and Dante Corleone. So, but like, just I would repeat everything everyone said about Emery. So, just, you know, I, I think 500, 600 yards is probably the expectation. I think anything above that with a solid passing year has him like as one of the better quarterbacks in the Big 12. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I. Dave wanted to check you on your. Uh your your take that he might be a top 10 Heisman guy. Uh, that's he not. He said he had to turn off the podcast. Royer, Royer can vouch for me. He said the ceiling for Emory Jones is a top 10 Heisman guy. If they he said stop to... listening immediately. He couldn't take you serious after that. He said your credibility was shot. Okay, well, <laughs> Dave, and I, Dave and I can box. <laughs> Yes, I don't think Dave wants to do that. <laughs> I think he's. I think he would probably decline. He, yeah, whatever. Me and Dave will get after it. Ceiling is the roof. Ceiling, <laughs> the ceiling is the roof. What about uh, as far as a coach schematically? I, you know, I'm, I am interested as a whole, kind of to mm-hmm. see because I didn't watch every single Louisville game uh, going back and whatnot. Just kind of see how, how you know, is is it. Satterfield that's really grabbing a hold of the offense throughout the entire game is, you know, do they, is who is kind of in control of, of the timeouts and who's the loudest voice in the huddles, you know, mm-hmm. this, that, and the other. So as far as what you've seen or, or what you're anticipating or excited to see as far as, you know, coaches, what are you, uh, what are you going to watch for on Saturday? I think it's Satterfield just to see like the offense that he has basically promised throughout his career, if it can translate to Cincinnati and also, I really liked what Aaron said about, you know, he was the technically the play caller. He wasn't his title wasn't offensive coordinator. He was quarterbacks coach and play caller because they didn't even have an offensive coordinator at App State that year. They beat Michigan. <clears throat> but that experience that he has in that situation, I think he's really going to put the hammer down and know that they can't like they can't take their foot off the brakes and they have to come out hard to beat this team. So I, I'm them taking care of business and kind of hammering Eastern Kentucky is kind of different than winning by like three possessions. Right. So I think um, the past UC teams that have been very good, that have 
beat Kennesaw State 63-10, to 10, and Alabama A&M have gone on to do right. great things. So if this UC team can do that to Eastern Kentucky or something similar, because this is a good FCS team, then the, the expectations can be a little higher. You can't take foot off the gas. You, you can take your foot off break. the brakes. Yeah. No. We, we take your foot off the brakes. All gas, no brakes, Aaron. Yeah. Come on now. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but, whatever. yeah. No, no, I agree. Um, well, I, it's going to be exciting. Saturday is going to tell a lot uh, because, you know, like you said. There's... That was how Tommy Tuberville coach. Can't take your foot off the brake. <laughs> right. Go to hell. Get a job. It's hard to hard to get a job if you are constantly <laughs> pumping that brake. Um, you're gonna be running late for a lot of things, but uh, yeah, I think uh, Aaron. Yeah. That's not a Danco spot. I don't know what it is. <laughs> you know, Aaron, if, you're in. I'm out. If, if your brakes are hurting, you can head over to Danco Transmission and out of here. Get yourself, uh, a quick fixing. Uh, Anything over 100 bucks, you get 10% off. Love you, Danco Joe. Um, quick, uh, you know, Aaron, I know you and Chad kind of did superlatives, but each, each Chad and, and Dave do their, you know, game by game breakdown for each season, season preview. So far on the BBP, we've done who we think is going to kind of just lead the team statistically um, for just a handful of different stats. Roy, you're going to be involved in this. Chad, you're going to chime in. Keegan, I'm interested to hear yours as well. Um, but as far as it goes, you know, Louisville had had great success running the football under Coach Scott Satterfield. Obviously, App State did too. Uh, but they spread the ball around. Numerous players getting big-time yardage. You know, quarterback leading the team in rushing as well. So who was your pick for leading rusher, rushing yards, just rushing yards? For this upcoming season, Aaron, you're you're next to me. Then we'll go. Chad, we'll go around around the rim, around the horn. Around, there we go. Around the horn. Around the what? Around the horn. Okay, Aaron. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna say Miles Montgomery. Um, I, I think that his home run potential is second to none on this team. Yeah, and uh, I, I think that. Uh, he's going to lead this offense in rushing yards. Okay. Doing my best to keep a straight face while everybody else around me is laughing. Hey, I was trying to stay away from around the horn because I, I think yes, the whole wide kind of trade, trademarked that. Yeah, what you went with was. <laughs> hey, you know what? Whatever, Chad. What's your pick? <laughs> I'm going to go Miles Montgomery as well. It's a damn basketball I think it... term. I, 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 <laughs> You're digging a deeper <laughs> hole. <laughs> Whatever. Um, Continue. Uh, I think it's going to be really close between him and Kiner. I think they will end up. My bold prediction is they will end up within a hundred yards of each other. Okay. Uh, at the end of the season, because I think there are going to be games that fit Kiner's running style. There are going to be games that fit Miles' running style. So you'll see them kind of jockey back and forth. Um. But I'll go, I think, Miles, ultimately, because of what Aaron said. Aaron, I'm going to agree with you. I know okay. it's something I do all the time. Um, Not true at all. <laughs> oh, I, I think the, the the home run hitting ability of Miles gives him a, a slight edge at the end of the season. Okay. I'd like to think both of them are somewhere each between 700, 800 yards this year. Royer, who you got? I'm going Kiner. 
I think this is his year, man. I think he's what we saw from him his freshman year at um, LSU. LSU. I when I couldn't believe he transferred and that we and that he him coming back. I was super excited. Um, but ever since he's been here, there's always been an injury in the off season, or him when he first came in, just trying to learn the playbook. Then he got injured, and then last year, I just the. I don't know. We just had a lot of guys getting a lot of snaps. The offensive line was not good at all. So I think this year, I think just an updated running attack, I think it fits his kind of skill set really well. Same with Miles. They both fit it well. But I just think he's got that – I think he's just got that kind of next-level playmaking. So I'm, I'm excited. Okay. Um, I, think, I think this is his year to kind of come back and – kind of grow into what he was supposed to be. All right, Keegan, it's around to you. I'm going to echo Chad and Aaron and say Miles <laughs> Montgomery. Um, I think it's, I think it's going to be close, but then the home runs takes Montgomery over what Kiner would do. But I will say, I think Kiner has more receiving yards from the running backs than Montgomery. So I think that chemistry he has with Emory Jones is <clears throat> going to have an impact. I I so badly want to say Emory Jones to continue to, <laughs> to roll on with the top ten in the uh, in the Heisman voting, but uh, <laughs> you know, I I I mean, it Kiner. It, it does seem like the coaching staff loves to talk about Corey Kiner and and what he's done. Obviously, Miles is really flashing, um, but who knows? Maybe. Maybe Ethan is is completely healthy. Maybe you know you've got uh, you know Ryan Montgomery pushing for for snaps. Maybe it is Emory Jones who who kind of leads the way in rushing at like seven hundred yards, and then everyone else is at like 650, 600, 400, 350. You know something along those lines where just because of all the talented running backs, it's too many carries to go around. Well, and Emory I will say this right away. I'm all for it being Emory Jones because that would also mean very little sack yardage. Yeah. yeah. Because sacks are counted in the running game in college football. So right. I think right. it's dumber than shit. But it is. Uh, if he leads the team in rushing, that would also mean he did not get sacked a ton. Amen. How about uh, rushing touchdowns? Just real quick. Kiner. Kiner. Now you join in my team, huh? Kiner gang. <laughs> well, I, we talked about Ethan, we talked about Miles because of his home run hitting ability. I'm, I'm Inside the ten, it's Kiner. Yeah. like it's yep. Kiner for sure. Yeah, I heard they're gonna give Bird a couple looks at the goal line package. Be aware, he's a big boy. Like he can he can run into. He's, he's two hundred now. He he lost yeah. like twenty pounds. I know. There is this picture of him that that like I saw on Twitter, like probably two months ago now, but, or maybe just a month ago, but he looks massive. And it's like, you know, and, and my friend group is like, who is this? And I'm like, that's Stephen Bird running back. Looks like a, a oh, I said Bird. out there. Bryce Burton. That's oh, who I, Bryce oh, Burton. I thought you said Bird. <laughs> I thought you were talking oh, about Stephen Bird too. You said Bird. Bird. <laughs> I knew what he said. Hey, he made a nice hey. throw on a fake, on a fake. Whoa, nice whoa. Throw. Third, fourth string quarterback, 
Parksburg. <laughs> Keegan, who you got rushing touchdowns? I wanted to make like an outlandish take and say Emory Jones, but I'm just going to go Kiner. But they, I, I, I am, I, they used him in the red zone a lot in the rushing game. So I, I think that's interesting to see what he's going to do in that kind of phase of the game. But I'm going to go Kiner. All right. Uh, receptions, not necessarily receiving yards or touchdowns, but receptions. So I'll I say, wanna... go ahead. I'll say, that's tough. I'll it's say tough because there's going to be seven guys they throw the ball to regularly. I know. I think. I'm going to yeah. say Xavier Henderson based on their chemistry. Okay, Chad. I, I want to say Braden Smith, but I think Aaron Turner is going to get enough stats there where it kind of they both get the ball fed to them out of the slot. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to go the possession guy because I think this is a guy that Emory Jones is going to go to a lot on third down, a lot when they need seven, eight, nine yards. Um, I'm going to go Donovan Ollie. Okay. I think he's going to, I think he's, he's going to be that guy. He might not have the flashy like yardage numbers at the end, but I think most games you're going to see him five, six receptions like consistently. Um, so I'll, I'll I'll take a I'll go off the board a little bit and go Donovan Ali, who could also because he looks so much like Chris Scott that you could add his catches and Chris Scott's catches together and have them be one. Okay. There we go, Royer. Who you got? I don't really know to be honest with you. Uh, Great answer. <laughs> yeah, sometimes you got to say. I don't know. Right. I, don't I love know. it. I do not know enough about the receiver room and how they did in camp to know what to expect, who who Emory likes, what kind of guys they like, and what kind of situations. So I don't know. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> Keek, who you got? D. Wiggins, basically exactly what Chad said about Donovan Ollie, but I'm choosing someone different. I, I mean, we're we're all hitting on all cylinders here. Yeah. Um, because I like everyone's naming a different wide receiver. And uh, the, the funny thing is I was hoping it would get all the way back to me and and you would not have said D. Wiggins and I would have had the <laughs> opportunity to make it completely different all the way around. But, uh, yeah, I, I agree with you. I think if he stays healthy, I think obviously that's the main thing with D. He's uh, he struggled, struggled, you know, at, at Louisville and at Miami with health issues. So um, if he stays healthy – I, it, it seemed like his name was one that we were hearing a lot. And yeah. then, you know, Braden Smith happened and we started to hear his name a lot. Well, and he had a little bit of a, a soft tissue issue right. for a couple of days that kind of slowed him down. Yeah. So um, we'll see. That is one thing about Xavier Henderson is I'm, I'm pretty sure he's coming in here completely healthy from his years at Florida compared to the rest of the wide receiver room. So it, he could really step up. I don't think Donovan Ali's got a big injury history. Yes, but I think Xavier Henderson is a better football player than Donovan Ali at the end of the day. So I would expect more out of Xavier Henderson than Donovan Ali. Xavier Henderson, which leads me right into the next question. Receiving yards. Aaron. 
quick. I'm also going to take Xavier Henderson for that same reason. I think he's okay. going to be a comfort blanket for Emory. Okay. Cat. I'll go Braden. I'll go Braden Smith yards. Okay. Royer, another I don't know. <laughs> Give you. Okay. <laughs> he said, "Skip me." There's the there's the mute. <laughs> mute. Uh, Keegan, who you got? Um, this is an outlandish take just because I think it's potential and he's been talked about. But I think Aaron Turner. Mm-hmm. I, I think Aaron Turner could have a really, really big year. And um, they can use him in multiple ways, screens, middle of the field, deep down the field. So I think there's a lot of potential. I am also with Aaron Xavier Henderson. Um, I just think, you know, hey, you hit like five big splash plays. All of a sudden you've got – 400 yards, 300 yards. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing that works best for Henderson is is a lot of these guys are just going to be compiling catches, but not maybe necessarily like massive yards where Xavier Henderson looks like the guy that they're going to try to go over the top with. Yeah, like Louisville's receiving – sorry, their top receiver last year, Tyler Hudson, he, you know, 69 for 1,034 yards and and two touchdowns. He, He led the team with a 15-yard catch average for guys that caught more than seven passes. So, you know, it's kind of kind of goes hand in hand with with, you know, getting yeah. the splash play and and having the ability to compile the stats. Um lastly, touchdowns, receiving touchdowns. Let's see if we um, get the tight end out there. Aaron, go ahead. No, I don't I don't want to take the tight end. Um I'm going to say Braden Smith on this one. Okay. Chad? Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll give you what you want. I'll go Peyton Singletary. Wow. I like it. I like it. Royer, are we? I think they'll go to him a lot in the red zone. Okay. Uh, once again, taking this time to not give an opinion on that but i will say the wide out is dog shit and she'll never it should never be done ever again and that is my statement <laughs> okay <laughs> sounds good keegan who Nipper you- should never should never be a white up let it be True. known I, I like that yeah i don't here's what i will say ryan i typically agree with you i don't mind it in week one it's hot. Like it's gonna be eighty-seven degrees and sunny. Show, show your love, black blackout. Come on. <laughs> it's hot. I don't mind the whiteout week one. Hey man, the blackout is the blackout. There's no like, there's no like weather-based. Ryan, if blackout. they're 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 trying to sell merchandise too, man. This this gets you. You know, if you have a red themed game, a black themed game, a white themed game, you're gonna have the white themed game during. The, the 90 degree day not not the cold wintry day where you're it's trying to bundle principle. up did, did <laughs> they announce what what the jerseys are going to be are they going to be white not as yet. well i mean it's always i mean i'm thinking purdue 42 to 6 they're in all white so man that dun, that dun, purdue dun, game was dun, so dun, 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 dun. that was the, one of the hottest days ever so hot Manchu lego was, baby what a just a goat. Um, I was like, you would like drink drink a little bit of your beer, and then all of a sudden you would like drink it again. It's like boiled water. I was like, oh gosh, <laughs> what's that? All right, Keith. Xavier Henderson. 
that's where I think his height and athleticism comes into play. Um, I think he gets a normal amount of red zone looks and normal routes, and then a decent amount of jump balls, jump balls, fades. And also, if he gets in there, Evan Prater has looked very good in the end zone in camp. So okay. I think he could have a sneaky good year. Okay. I the uh, the old Cardinals of, of of Louisville only managed to muster thirteen. Uh, Receiving touchdowns last year as a team. Uh, leading the way was tight end Marshawn Ford with three. So um, I surely hope that number is a lot higher for the Bearcats this year. Uh, over Peyton there. Singletary. Here we <laughs> go. Peyton go Singletary with wins with three touchdowns. Oh, oh, right fielder, defensive end from Georgia, Peyton Singletary. Take it, take it home. Um, real quick, defense tackles. Aaron. Um, I will say Deshaun Pace. Okay. Chad? Yes, sir. Deshaun Pace. All right. Royer, you, you got yeah, You have to know this one. Going with Dorian Jones. Okay. I like it. I like Devo. it. Devo. I spot my pump. Yeah, that's his nickname. <laughs> Debo, okay. Come on, Debo. Makes it makes what it even nicer. Man, my grandmama gave me that chain. <laughs> Keegan, who you got? No contest, Jack Dangle. Okay. Okay. Keegan just likes people that talk to him. <laughs> yeah. Emory Jones and Jack Dangle. Dangle. That's his answer to everything. <laughs> you can Not almost hear his starry thing. eyes. Yeah. <laughs> Some might say he's an Adonis, which Scott Satterfield said in an interview, like on wax. Some might say he's an Adonis. You poisoned his mind already. And I did this behind the camera. Yeah. I, I don't think anybody even knows it came from us. I just think it's something that people say now. You put that in the article. I was like, Adonis. yeah, I did. Directly. It's like a, it's like a subtweet. You know, some artists, some article posting, but uh, uh, let's uh, I mean, Deshaun Pace is, is the obvious answer, which is why I'm gonna go with, yeah, sure, Deshaun Pace. There you go. <laughs> um, uh, next we're gonna combine these two time for because of time. Uh, let's go tackles for loss and sacks combined. Corleone, Aaron, Corleone. Greshik. Greshik. Royer Corleo. I'm godfathered up, man. Hey, baby. Have you, had, have you had the pizza, Royer? From Mio's? Yeah, it's good. It's no. Good. Give me an excuse good. to go down there, man. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I what want, is it? I mean, I haven't, I haven't been to Mio's Bacon, in so long. Hamburger Bacon, meat. Ground meat. beef, jalapenos. Extra and something else. Yeah, that's, that's pepperoni. Some tasty, some tasty goodness, right? Pepperoni, there. bacon, ground beef, and jalapenos. Sounds like a Saturday night. It's, uh, it's God bless the Godfather. Amen. God bless indigestion. Amen. <laughs> yeah. God bless heartburn. Yes. Keep the tums on lock. Nausea, heartburn, indigestion. How about before one of the games? We go there, we each get a beer tower, we each get a Godfather Large and see. And then go work. Leave me as first. We, we work, bro. <laughs> <laughs> we work. Like, I mean, eating and drinking. 
He's like, the beer tower was just for me. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I drank all How five beer towers. Get there? How early do you, do you guys get there? I usually get there about two and a half, three hours before kickoff, and then I go in about 90 minutes prior. So usually about an hour time. at the tailgates. I don't drink before games. I don't have <laughs> the problem is I don't have an off switch. So it's if I start drinking, <laughs> I'm not going to stop drinking. And they yes. don't allow me alcohol uh, on the sidelines. Yes. So that I presents see. a problem. I'll tell you what, those <laughs> those field level suites could make it a little easier though. <laughs> slide your slide your hand over the little railing, pick it up. There's usually <laughs> there's usually at least one BCJ member in every field level suite. Yeah. So oh yeah. If I, you know. <laughs> I agree. You want, you could. If I wanted to be bad, I could be bad. Let's go. Let's let's go with yes. We will all drink one day and come on and tell everyone how it was on the pod that, that following <laughs> Monday. <laughs> I think that'd be a great summer podcast. You know, following the Oklahoma win. Ooh. We'll go after the Oklahoma win. win. Murphy's that? was nuts. <laughs> I ate 10 Brent hot dogs. Ate, Brent ate 10 hot dogs, threw up on the bar. Tried to, <laughs> it was gross and so good <laughs> at the same to, time. Chad has to come on and say, okay, I have an announcement. Brent has been fired for his accident. <laughs> <laughs> he went around the horn one too many times. <laughs> oh, no. But uh, anyway, so uh, let's go with takeaways. <laughs> Uh, Deshaun Pace was what led, led the team in takeaways two years ago for the Bearcats. Um, takeaways, takeaways, takeaways. Javon Hicks led the country in takeaways. Uh, what was that four years ago? Yeah, when he filled in for yeah. for Wiggins. So, um, hey man, this is this is a takeaway defense. Who we got takeaways, Aaron. I'm going to go with uh, Brian Threats. I know. Gosh. <laughs> that was going to be my zesty pick, too. Oh, well. Chad? As Dave has talked about when talking about the, the turnover abilities of this defense, a lot of it comes from pressure uh, resulting in arm punts, and mm-hmm. that usually bodes well for safeties. Okay. Threats is all fucking over the place. <laughs> I mean, that's still the crazy. He runs 2,000 more yards than everybody. It's not crazy, though, if you watch him. I know, but like just hearing the number is insane. Oh, so, right? Oh, so out there. Yeah. yeah. All right. Royer, who we got? I'm going, I'm going DP, man. Hey, baby. That's just—it's a layup. I'm gonna take the layup. I don't—I won't try to manufacture some, some fucking hot spicy picks just to get. That, some I mean, how is you threat spicy? You know, DP is gonna be the number one turnover guy this year. He is primed. He's in his bet—he's in his best spot to make plays. He's been in, and he already made more plays than yeah. threats when he wasn't. So just yeah. let him cook. Yeah. Let him cook. Keegs, who you got? Is a forced fumble a takeaway? 
Uh, let's go with, yeah, for this exercise, we'll say yes. Uh, Daniel Greshick. Okay. Think think strip sacks. I think he's going to feast. Do you think he, he has at least one INT in the mix? Or? No. Probably. He drops in the coverage a good deal. Like, I, I Tip drill. Yeah, I've seen him get his hands on a couple balls. I, I'm going to say no, I do not think he'll have an interception. Okay. But anything can happen. Oh, Deontay Corleone can get an interception this year, and it wouldn't surprise me. So. Jabari Taylor scored the touchdown last year. <laughs> exactly. So, And then needed oxygen. He ran the wrong way. <laughs> ran to the wrong bench. Dom Perry scored a touchdown fat, last year. Fat guys can't be making that critical error when when you're celebrating a touchdown to run to the wrong bench. You got yeah. a long way to go to get back home. <laughs> um, I'll go Team Royer on this one. Deshaun Pace, baby, and 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 he's going to get into the end zone not once but twice this year. How about that? Throw it on there. Two too. pick sixes or a pick six and a fumble rig, scoop and score. Man, let's go with a uh oh kind because of... I think I think he could blow somebody up in the flat. Right. And get an easy scoop. Or score. have a pick like that one he had against, you know, uh against Brady Lichtenberg, where yeah, you know, you, you jump high enough and you're not expecting it, and then all of a sudden yeah. you bro peppers your way all the way to the end zone. It, if he Jabril, lays someone out Julius, in the flat. And also picks up the fumble and scores. His signing bonus just went up like a couple million dollars. He's Jadavian <laughs> Clowney and Drill Peppers mixed. There you go. Yeah, no, I agree. It's going to be a, a sight to see. We'll see. Julius Peppers. That was the name I was searching for there. Um, because we are a. Uh, a uh, Jabril. I, I mean, he was good too. Yeah. He was. He was. Sure. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah, Heck, you're if, right. You're right. If DP has the Drabil Peppers here, we're we're since he's looking doggone good. Um, anyway, let's wrap it up with uh, who is the leading gunner and who has the most punt returns or and or kickoff returns. Um, I want to hear your guys' thoughts on Brayden this. Smith. I think Brayden he's going to be the punt and kick returner. So. He getting the knock. I, that's what I, I mean. Or, or the or, the ors, or, or. Okay. Uh, I'll go Braden Smith. Gunner as well. No, I don't think he's a gunner. X Xavier Henderson. X Xavier Henderson. Xavier Henderson and Aaron Turner have been the the primary okay. gunners so far. Okay. I like it. Any uh, anyone else from you guys? I, th- I think we all have the same. I think we all have the same answer here. Yeah. yeah. If the guy's going to return kicks and punts, it would logic to reason that he was going to be the best kick. Gonna and be, punt yeah. I, you know what? I say your math counts out there. Pretty, pretty doggone nicely. Um, I mean, I went to public school in Kentucky, but <laughs> it was an EKU, though. There you go. That's right. EKU's college. The, the Colonels coming into town yeah. on, uh, on Saturday. Last uh, last Dude. thing, it's going to be guess that spread. Aaron, guess that spread. What, Cats do you want to talk about basketball? We don't have anything to talk no, about. No, I was just laughing because we're going to have our first timestamp at an hour 40. Um, <laughs> well, you could have timestamped the whole, all those segments. Cats by 90. Okay. 
Guess that That's spread is official. not available yet. 80, 89.5. That's my official guess. Cats by 90. Okay. 89.5 and Aaron's taking the over. 89.5. We're just guessing that spread because, Chad, you're going to post the score prediction article later in the week. So just guess yeah. that spread because it's not available right now. Uh, I'll go 27 and a half. Yeah. 30 and a half. 30 and a half. Okay. 23 and a half. Okay. God damn, boys. I was going to go like 19 and a half. This is an FCS team. Yeah, but it's one of the highest scoring FCS teams in the country. and They returned arguably the best player in FCS. Probably not the best player, but one of the best players. He was a, you know, his conference player of the year last year. We don't win by 35. It's a failure. So I'm gonna ask Satterfield that tomorrow. <laughs> Mr. Bearcat Ryan Royer says if you don't win by 35, it's a failure. Your thoughts? Hey, hey Coach Sat, Coach Sat, 30 and a half is the guess my spread. If you don't cover that, you are a failure. Your thoughts? Hey, 35 or go to hell, get a job. <laughs> I'm with Chad. I think 27 and a half. Maybe if they're if they're confused with the unknowns, maybe it might be closer to that 23 and a half number, like Keegan said. Um, or you know, like maybe it's a, like a like a 22, just to kind of make you think, like, oh gosh, a backdoor 21 point that scares me. So, um, yeah, we'll see though. It, it should be a pretty high number. It normally is, but do you take 27 and a half, Chad? Taking the cover. I know Royer would take him at 30 and a half. <laughs> probably, yeah, probably. Okay. They should win. I think ultimately they should Jeff win. They, they should, yeah. In my in my head, they should win like 49 to 14, 56 to 7. Yeah. I mean, I think these games against FCS teams, the difference is in the trenches. And when you have a dominant defensive line like Cincinnati has, like EKU shouldn't be able to gain a yard. And then that makes them one dimensional. Not one yard? Shouldn't be able to. Not not one yard. Gain another yard. I think that we should just thank you. Over under 1.5 yards. Brent is betting the under. I'll take (laughs) the over on that bet because I'm a smart gambler. But uh yeah. Yeah I think we should be be pressuring every second and third down. And we probably we don't even technically need to pressure second down. We just line the boys up and yeah. let them go. You give them no time to get anything past the sticks, and because we shouldn't like if with Corleone and the D line, if we do handle our business, there shouldn't be. It should be third and seven every single time if they try to run the ball twice. So I, I think that we should send the fucking house at them and see what they make them make their receivers beat our guys one-on-one um, and they should have, they should have nothing on offense and we should have unlimited drives to just score and score and score. So yeah. that's why I, that's what I'm thinking. Why I'm thinking. It'll be interesting to see how, if they are vanilla at all, or if they decide to actually go, you know, we're going to show them our blitz packages. We're going to show them different things on offense that we have hidden, or if they kind of, you know, hold those back unless you know break break glass yeah. in case of emergency type situation. So we got to get this engine tuned up for Pitt, man. That's some serious shit. Week two. 
I agree. It's going to be a tough ass game, so we better we better get every bit of this machine. Get your shit together. Yeah, get it going. Get it going now. Thirty five or bust. Yes. Hey, they're also playing UK next week, aren't they? UK. Yeah, they are. Yeah, so the next week. We could be a look ahead game for them. Well, kind of well, excited to play in-state rival, and then <laughs> Keegan, it's kind of funny because I, you know, I, however much you can listen to EKU news, the, the coach was talking, <laughs> and I was and I listened to what he was saying. He said that they're game planning for both Cincinnati and Kentucky at the same time, so they've been yeah. they've been like scheming against both teams. So because those um, teams played the same, <laughs> I mean. I don't know why he would say that. Most coaches are like, we're focused on EKU. Yeah. You know, like, not looking ahead at all. But he straight up said, yeah. Uh, the other day, we focused on Cincinnati. Then the following day, we focused on Kentucky. So, like you said, who knows? Maybe they they let it be after after an early trample. But, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> let's go ahead and timestamp this. That was – it's week one in, in college football. Bearcats are back. That's a good timestamp. I hope the first quarter doesn't go as long as that first segment. Holy shit. That's a quick paper t- uh, timestamp. Quick paper supply, your local and family-owned business. Restaurant supply company for all your non-food products. Quick paper services over 150 restaurants with weekly low minimum next day deliveries. Providing a wide range of food service products from to-go containers, cups, custom printed products, eco-friendly, and much more. They also have cleaning and restroom supplies for all your janitorial needs. Call Nick, 513-470-470. 2029 and reference Bearcats for 20% off your first month of purchases. There we go. Um, I mean, I don't know. There's not much to touch on with basketball. Looks like they were back practicing. Uh, Aziz Bandaga has a nice looking haircut. He's, he's, he got, he's got the red in his, in his hair. Now it looks, looks nice. Um, Um, no update on the, on the, um, Waivers, Chad, is just sitting wait now. Yeah, no, I, I have wait. all of the information. I'm just not. You know, Chad, sure. I was just asking for you to maybe just expand upon uh, the situation on waivers right now. I've done that like 43 times. Well, you, you haven't done it on the BBP yet. So uh, the NCAA sucks. Uh, they have not started basketball waivers. We probably won't have a decision until late October, early November uh, at the earliest. And uh, but they have been submitted, right? No, no, they have not. Okay, no, okay, so it'll be a hurry up and wait situation. As as they haven't even started on the basketball waivers, like, why would they start? Why would they submit? Yeah, if the NCAA hasn't even like opened the book on that part of the process, right? Right, yeah, see what happens. We will. If both Keegan, where, where, is that, where does that door, what does that thing belong to? I've been laughing at that comment. A window? Several several times over here. Yeah. Where Steven said, Keegan with the screen door leaning against the wall, Royer with the air register. What a pair. We are game week ready. Yeah. Why didn't one of you, why don't you tell me I got that damn fan blowing on my shit that way? <laughs> 
it, to turn it down. No, I think he was just pointing it like the, 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 that's the, all that's in the your background. Right above your background. Like right. Oh, air the, register. I thought yeah. air register was like an audio register. Like no. No. Like you're literally there's air coming out the thing above the door. But the only thing that you can see is just that that's the only thing in your room and Keegan. That's a says, vent to me. I don't know. I've never called it a register. Okay. Well, yeah. Keegan, what does that belong to? I don't know. <laughs> It's like a window it's screen. A window, it's a window screen? You're in a yeah. room without a fucking window. <laughs> I have a window. <laughs> There's a window in there. Yeah. Oh, oh okay. I know that. The air unit. The... I'm, I'm still in my college like room days, even though I'm not in college anymore. So I haven't acclimated to being an adult yet. I ha- I don't pay you enough for central air. Is that what you're trying to say? Yeah, I have a whole box of Rice Krispie Treats <laughs> I'm not convinced he's not in an Airbnb. I'm not. I can say that. Much. Still, my, my house is actively being remodeled, and like all I have is a bed. So I have a bed, and and a, which is really awesome. And, and an in wall air unit and a uh, screen from the window. Yep. And yeah. I, I, hey, that's a classic. You know, take the screen out so you can sneak out late night. And I uh, used to do that back in the high school days. So yeah, I see you with the screen out, ready to roll. That's a. Uh, that's, that is game time ready. That's a good point, Stephen. Um, but uh, other basketball news aside from that, uh, yeah, with the waiver sucked. Uh, Cincinnati, uh, Jane Quentin says obviously just a guy who the, who the Bearcats are hot after. Um, he had a recent article uh, posted with Eric Bossy where he mentioned he, that he will be visiting Cincinnati October 13th. That's a game against Iowa State. I also believe that's homecoming, right? Um, yeah. So that's a that's a big weekend. Uh, he had this to say about Cincinnati. I liked it. Got to talk to the coaches. Got to see practice. Got to see a game. I really liked Cincinnati. I think that was my very first unofficial visit. So Plus, I met him while he was there. Yeah. So uh, he was a baby. He was like a freshman in high school. I think. There we go. He he's another another name to follow. Um, I just want to I just want to say I love in those interviews when you can tell that the guy like really isn't interesting interested in elaborating on stuff because i'm pretty sure it got to the the last school and he just said yeah the same as the rest of them <laughs> that was his answer for like Pitt. yeah okay i mean <laughs> some I mean, kids like, will give you the best answers ever detail like coaches like what they did and some kids are just like yeah this is what's happening yeah he said this about pittsburgh pretty much like the other visits i got to talk <laughs> to the coaches see the practice tour the campus and see it all yeah so i mean that those are those are how those articles go, and and you wonder if it's like a like a texting type thing when when you text text the recruits and they one word responses or two word responses, and you're like, all right, let's turn this into an article. We'll figure it out somehow, some way. Um, anything else on the basketball front of things? I, I mean, obviously, it, it, this is football no. week one, so no, yeah. Uh, all right, I I mean. I guess there's there's nothing else other to do than other than timestamp and, and mailbag. Unless there's no football recruiting, there's no. Uh, I mean, Bearcats in the NFL. Shout out to Ivan Pace, uh, Tyler Scott got some some big big praise from uh, Matt Eberflus saying uh, that they love him. Jason Kelsey, the documentary looks like it's going to be awesome. Uh, yeah, aside from that. I have a game day logistical question for clarity in my Twitter replies for Chad or anyone that can answer. 
is the TUC, has that always been in the stadium's perimeter? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Because I have people debating in my replies saying that it wasn't. I don't know. I, I don't. But they just announced today that it is. Like they okay. said, it is in the perimeter and you can go in and get food and use the restroom and like, do reentry. Then some guy in my comments is like, I've been doing that for the past two years and I haven't gotten in trouble. So maybe it wasn't supposed to be, but I've never heard of anybody not being able to do it. I guess that's okay. the right way to put it. Got it. Can there be football recruits on campus this weekend? Uh, I believe so, because it is September. I think August is dead. Just don't ever leave your bike chained up outside of TUC on a Sunday after a football game because it will get stolen. Are you when speaking from experience? Yeah, if you have to have like team dinner <laughs> at Mick and Max when you guys are four and eight and you're terrible and you have to ride your bike in and then you park <laughs> it, you chain it up outside, you go into Mick and Max, you come back out, your bike's stolen. Just be careful over there, guys. Watch out. Sounded sounded pretty personal, but uh at least you're not still bitter. <laughs> what, was it a cool bike? Schwinn? He needs one of those sales jobs to get a new bike. Might have been hey, a Schwinn. Me, man. Mission based for the new Schwinn. Did you have pegs? Oh hell yeah, man. Oh yeah. Part oh, of I my like... freshman like uh hazing was I had to give the, the D lineman rides on the pegs to and from practice. There you go. That sounds like a fun ride. <laughs> Once I heard him say hazing, I was like, oh boy. Oh yeah. <laughs> For us, man. Heard it here first. All right, Aaron. Wait, time out, time out, time out, time out. I had to get back to the camera here for a second. <laughs> you used to have to ride Cortez and Cope around campus on the pegs on the on your bike on your Schwinn. Yes, I'm 100 percent being serious. Oh. <laughs> There's not enough air hey. for. A you guys like thought that. it was bad. How did you your back tires survive? You thought Northwestern was bad, bro. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I, was I wasn't gonna say it. It came. Like until 1 a.m. Coach Fickle told me he'd kick me off the team if I didn't do it. <laughs> hey, I don't know. If you think I'm serious and you report me to the uh, NCAA, you, I don't even know. I don't, even I don't know if you read the articles about Northwestern, but I will say that Northwestern was worse. Oh, that's I a read quick it. paper supply timestamp, <laughs> Chad. Chad, that's what that is. It's a quick, quick paper, paper supply timestamp. Uh, quick paper supply. <laughs> Brought your to you local, by your local yeah. and family-owned restaurant supply company for all of your non-food products. Call Nick at 513-470-2029, reference Bearcats, and get 20% off of your first month of purchases. <sighs> um, we're going to mailbag it up. I believe you still have a couple days left for um, the home field to take advantage of the home field apparel sponsorship. Uh, home field is offering 50% <laughs> off when you enter promo code BCJ23. Um, I 
I don't, Brent, do you have any home field stuff? I do. I'm not it's, currently wearing it, but I do. It's like the softest of all of the Bearcat stuff that I own, whether you're getting the hoodie, whether you're getting the t-shirts, it's the best. I agree. They have a growing collection of over 150 colleges to choose from, including your favorite team. Oh, they have a dedication to delving into the archives and history of each school. Uh, they discover unique logos, mascots, and iconic moments to create thoughtfully designed apparel. Uh, I wear the t-shirts all the time. I have the great Midwest uh, conference tournament champion shirt. And I have the uh, 1956 uh, baseball conference champion shirt. I think it is. It's a cool shirt. And then uh, my two favorite hoodies. I've got the joggers. I've got the quarter zip. Like I, I love home field apparel. 15% off promo code BCJ23. Support these people who support us. Go to homefieldapparel.com and get your UC gear for this season. That's only till the end of the month? Uh, I don't have a date on like okay. expiring yet. Okay. So until further notice. Okay. All right. All right. Let's quick hit these, baby. We say that every week. I just do it. All right. Mailbag, uh, thank you for your submissions. Uh, we actually had a decently full mailbag this week. Even saw one that had been added. Uh, two have been added since we started the show. Um, starting off the football portion of the mailbag, how about a quick rundown of the new clock rules for the upcoming season? How you guys think it will affect the games? Do you think UC's increased emphasis on the run game with Sat's new offense and wearing out the defense with the outside zone concept will give us an advantage late in games with these new rule changes. I did see somebody had done a rundown of the couple of games that were week zero and the games were not longer. Yeah, well, that's because they took they took the time down, but they added more commercials. Yeah, yes. All right. Uh, what I mean, like the main changes are clock just runs after first downs, unless it's the last two minutes of the uh, yeah. of each half, and then um, it's just you can't call a timeout and then come back from the timeout and then call another timeout, and I think that's pretty much it as far as the clock situations for new rules. I think you're running about six plays less per team. I think that's what it's come down to at this point. On a very small sample size, obviously. Yeah, but the games are still taking longer to play because they've now added more commercials, which goes right along with ESPN running a long segment on Saturday about how greed and money is ruining the sport. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna shorten the actual gameplay, but we're gonna lengthen the games. It's just a, the, the Spider-Man meme. The Spider-Man, like, yeah, <laughs> pointing at each other. This yeah. goes back to what I said. Just charge them more for commercials and have less. It's the same people who are buying all the commercials anyway. There's only five commercials that run in a game. <laughs> the more you dig into it, there's only actually five companies in America. <laughs> well, that the, <laughs> they don't even get yeah. me started. And Amazon owns four of them. <laughs> You're gonna get conspiracy theorists there and coming out. Hey, Where's think, the tin foil? 
Where's the tin foil? I want I want to get a beer with that, Aaron. <laughs> oh yeah, me too. All right. Do you, do you think UC's increased emphasis on the run game? Go ahead. I, who knows? The games are still long. Like, yeah. I I don't know. We'll Navy see. runs the triple option, and that game just took forever. No, but. that was actually the one game that was like quicker. It still felt like it took forever. Though. Yeah, I felt I looked down in the first quarter after like two drives, and there was three minutes left. It felt like it took forever yeah. because it was close. It was the Navy Notre Dame game. Oh, Na- I thought you were talking about UC Navy. No, no, Navy Notre Dame Saturday when college football started. Too we're short. talking that about game, the college football game, season. Yeah, that game is not <laughs> game zero. All right, next question. What's the plan to replace Mick and the Cruton coverage? Thanks. We don't cover. We don't cover recruiting anymore. Sorry, Bearcat Nation Eleven. That left right. with Mick. Sounds good. Next question. Um, we, the way, the way, I mean, honestly, like the way that we have been kind of surveying this, the way that things work anymore, once you get to the season, recruiting is essentially done. Like there's a couple things that happen, like, you know, an official visit here or whatever. Um, but in the off season from, you know, February to June is kind of the recruiting season for that cycle. So for right now, for, for the time being, Keegan is going to handle that uh, outside of his like in-season responsibilities. And then if something pops up, uh, we'll handle it as a team. All right. There you go. We're not covering recruiting anymore. I gave up on it. Yeah. Just to I, you. Can I say that. I actually thought that was your real answer for like three seconds? <laughs> 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 I thought it was just going to transition into the next part. You're like, wow. You, you, <laughs> He's so get you a shirt. I was going to say, I'm, I'm going to get you a shirt that literally just says rookie. Uh, this one is mostly for Ryan, but can someone please tell me why Luke Fickle didn't run Des Ritter against Alabama? I thought for sure they were saving him all season for the big game. We know our offensive line had a disadvantage against the Bama defensive line. Someone please help me understand this so that I can finally put the issue to rest. And someone if even you told me. If you haven't put the issue to rest by now, what Ryan tells you is not going to help you put the issue to rest. Someone even. Someone even told him in the comments, if you haven't gotten over it by now, I'm not sure Ryan is going to help you. But, Ryan, here's your your chance to answer this. Uh, there was no plan to run Dez, and then that plan quickly evaporated when their D-line just had their way with us essentially the whole game. But we couldn't – we had no time. We couldn't run the ball. We had no time to pass the ball. We sure as hell – probably couldn't have ran any option with it too because they were probably going to just eat up both options with one guy. That's kind of just the way the game was up front. Can I ask a question to Ryan about a former play? Yes. No. No? We already talked about that play once. Oh, it's probably the actual play I'm thinking about. Oh, it absolutely is. Okay. Then we don't have to. Why did the Georgia Mike... play where the yeah. guy made it all American? Like that was the most against ninety nine percent of the teams in the country. That was the most wide open touchdown you ever would throw, and the guy made an incredible play. 
No, that's I, I was talking about why they threw the ball at the end of the game when they should have ran it, ran the clock out, and then probably won. I know. I just described why they did. 99% yeah. of the time, that is the most wide-open touchdown pass ever. Where were the they at in the field? 40? I think we should have ran the ball. I think we should have ran the ball, but the play call essentially worked. And one of the options of that play call is for Des to tuck and run the football. Yeah, but in his vision, the guy was wide open running yeah. down the field, and the safety recognized it and just happened to be one of the freakiest. Like, he was a first-round pick, wasn't he? I yeah, so. I, I mean, he was a five-star. He was, like, yeah. the number five like, prospect in the country coming out of He made school. a freakish recognition of the play and got to the ball – 99 times out of 100, that ball is completed for massive chunk yardage and the game is over. So you're okay with that play over a run? Well, it was a run pass option and Dez saw the guy running wide open. Okay. I I agree with you, Keegan. I think we should have just ran the ball straight up twice and then punted it if we didn't get it. If you were a quarterback and you saw a guy running wide open – to win the Peach Bowl, you don't throw him the ball? You just play I conservative? Mean, That's not I'm, the Ryan Royer I fucking know. The Ryan yeah. Royer I know puts his head in the fucking fan. <laughs> Ryan Royer <laughs> wants that ball downhill. Mono, mono. <laughs> you want to run the fucking ball? You want to play run, stop, and defense on, on third and one? Well, we're going to run it at you, get the first down, and win the goddamn game. That's what I thought. 53 yard field goal, man. That is just insane. All right. That's Aaron, the next other question. thing is the length of that field, like the distance of that. It should never have been good. No. What a horrible How trip is- down memory lane. Yeah. I hate everything. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Seeing freshman Raquan Adkins listed as the third string boundary yeah, corner. Terrible is, question, Keegan. Is he and Barry Jackson the most likely freshman to play in a decent amount of snaps this season? I mean, there's only 10 freshmen. So, uh, sure. Odds are slim on anybody. Yeah. I mean, All third right. string, like third team. Like, you're still pretty. There's a bunch of guys in front of you before right. you see the field as a third teamer. So maybe, I don't know, I guess. All right. Yes. No, maybe. I don't know. You're in I a battle to the had a good camp, by the way. You're in a yeah. battle to the death and you can choose one current UC football player to be your champion and fight for you. Who do you select and why? Because I asked the question, I'm going to answer first. Jawan Briggs, I can hide behind him. People won't even know I'm there. And he is going to fight to the death for me. I I, I firmly believe that. Oh, or talk them out of saying. fighting. Or just simply I'm talk them I out mean, of I mean, I know my answer. And I think someone's going to take it before. I, I think Chad's going to take mine. Yeah, me too. Threats. Okay. No. My syllabus. Be, be very weary of the small, crazy motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> like... That dude has been in fights. That dude is not afraid of fights. That dude will fight you. Like, like, be scared of the littlest dude that talks the most shit because his mouth has gotten him in trouble before and he has had to fight his way out of it and he is still alive. I will go Brian Threats. Oh, uh, Royer? Very fair. 
but I, I'm going to go with Jawan. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the biggest guy. He's the biggest, strongest guy. Like Dante's pretty, pretty doggone big and strong too. With the combination of size and the actual amount of fights that they got in during camp, I'm going to go Mal Glenn. Oh wow, Mal Glenn likes to fight. The whole <laughs> me and Mal and I used to scrap so much, dude. Mal <laughs> likes to fight. Like Mal likes to fight. There's the no whole, two ways baby. around that. He's he's insane. I love yeah. it though. I'm going to go with uh, what Nico Palazzetti said. You know the the pit bull. The guy who you, who who you want in your corner, the guy who's going to go out there, and if you tell him, you know, he loves you, he's going to do everything he can for you. Deshaun Pace, give me DP. Pitbull. For the record, question. last year I would have gone with Met, uh, Lorenz Metz. Mm-mm. Big tree fall hard. Metz Metz had a soft side. Metz was a lover. Am I wrong, Royer? I yeah, love Matt. Matt was a lover. Bolden and cried. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was, was a lover. <laughs> Bolden got stretchered out and then had to come back to camp in two hours with a neck brace on. Oh my god, that was the funniest. Show. I'm also gonna say Dante. Come on, that's a massive refrigerator human being right there. I will. I will say though, Royer, when Ferg almost died, uh, Matt was just kind of like, "It'll be fine." If he does, yeah. Guys. Yeah. Like, <laughs> everybody was like, it was the last, it was like camp had just ended. It's supposed to be like the most jovial point of the entire like football season where coaches are getting thrown in the cold tubs and like everybody's screwing around and having a good time. And literally, like, if you talk to anybody, they will tell you, the, like, the medical staff, that's as scared as I've ever been because we just couldn't like snap him out of it and i like everybody was like head down like somber and Mets was sitting there and i was you know he just looked up and he's like it'll be fine you know he's fine <laughs> i'm like i don't know man like they got the paddles out like they're yeah. putting him in the ambulance i don't know <laughs> it'll be fine <laughs> yeah man he he got he got calloused after he Almost killed Bolden. We almost lost one of one of the Cincinnati grades. <laughs> uh, Ryan, you you may have to wait a game to answer correctly, but at what position do you think you would play in this defense? But a, what position do you think you would play in this defense? And b, would it have suited your skill set better than the defense uh, you were in while actually playing? He didn't uh... actually play <laughs> yeah you're right against texas yeah. a&m he did alabama and very different schools we've been doing this for two hours for god's sake um i'd say i probably play either or the position that debo or dingles playing um i think it would it probably or be H-back. about the same yeah, or or as Dembrock uh, admitted to the other weekend, the other week. <laughs> yeah. um, probably should have used Royer fullback. I'd say it's around the same. It, it'd probably be around the same. It might help having an extra D lineman in terms of like guys coming up to you. But um, I think I think blitzing, uh, blitzing up the middle and the pressure. I think that's something that 
I would have enjoyed and would have been kind of helpful to my my game. But yeah, that's about it. Let's let's go to the next one. <laughs> yep. All right, biggest surprise on the depth chart. We all answered this question, but Keegan, uh, who you got as your biggest surprise on the depth chart? You said um, Singletary was above Shaman, mm-hmm. right? No, it's yeah. or. It's, oh. it's or, but, but he is he is listed above him, and then it's or. They're both bold for whatever that's worth. Uh, okay, um, I would say that would be my surprise, and just that like Shaman wasn't like the a one but i know how they do tight ends they like to have two really good ones um just because of the camp that shaman had i didn't get to see peyton a lot i think he kind of popped off at the end a little bit more but shaman was just so yeah when i took an august vacation um (laughs) shaman was just so consistent with his hands and making big plays and he was blocking well too so but that's not much to say i mean you want to have two tight ends and they have two good ones all right all right uh if fickle did not leave would your expectations be different for this year i think we can all agree emphatically yes uh you you wouldn't have had the turnover they were picked 13th 13th i think the answer is yes and and we can move on (laughs) because i think that's a pretty self-explanatory question uh, how many jello shots does Dave consume this year at home games? How many jello shots do they make? <laughs> how many how many home games are there? Uh, seven. seven. Seven home right. games. What's the 10 at each ten, one? 10 a game, yeah. 70. Over one. under at 69.5. I'll take the over. Yeah, I'll take the over. I also will take the over. I'll take the over. I like it. All right. That is the football portion of the mailbag. Moving on to the basketball portion of the mailbag. Just for fun, if we ended up needing a big man as a walk-on from this year's football team, who is the best candidate and who would be the most fun candidate? Fun question. Sammy Anderson? Cam Jones would probably be the most fun. Yeah. He's a big man. Big man. Cam, yeah. Cam oh, Jones with Ooh. like armbands and a headband on. Yeah. At <laughs> 6'9, 330 With the hair going down the back. Throwing his yeah. body around. Just... You can't even see his name. You can't see his name plate <laughs> yeah. on the back of the jersey. 5,002 minutes. Just He's got that. his number shaved in the side of his head. He still wears 69 as a basketball <laughs> player. You, you can't. I thought you had to have zero through five as your last number. Right. Yeah. No, it's both numbers. They make an exception for him. As both numbers. Yeah. Um, yeah, both yeah. numbers even. Yeah, I, I mean, he's definitely the most fun. For sure. Uh, best candidate, Shaman. Yeah, for sure. Six foot five. I mean, he, he, he had basketball a triple pass. in high school. He's got a basketball pass. I'm told the best basketball player on the team is Donovan Ali. Okay. Anderson would probably be pretty good too. Uh, and obviously, Evan is pretty good. Evan is pretty good. Yeah. Last summer, I recall Landers dominating the shooting stats for their timed shooting drills. Any indication how those went this summer? Any standouts? Don't know those numbers at this point. 
I'm not allowed to have any information about workouts. They are not to be publicized. Media is not allowed to attend. If I did have that information and relate it to you, it would be a violation of NCAA protocol and would result in a secondary violation. So uh, that is unfortunately an answer I uh, I don't have. Blame the coaches. The coaches I, I love that. Or, or the NCAA. No, it's a rule that was brought forward through the coaches, and then the coaches complain about the fact that the rule is in place and nobody can come to practice when all they'd have to do is propose to the NCAA that the rule be changed and the rule would be changed. Hooray compliance. Right. I'm still down for saying like Royer walked onto the basketball team so he can go to practices. Yeah. (laughs) He's got a year. Yeah. Let's go. Any visitors planned for this weekend? Heard anything about some type of Bearcat madness planned for the public? Question mark. Guys, <laughs> if I have this information, it will be on the board. I, I promise. Like, you don't have to ask in the mailbag for, like, I, I, I know, I get it. But, like, it, I, I don't know anything about a Bearcat madness. I have not heard anything planned. And I don't think that they're going to spend official visit weekends on EKU. So uh, if there are visitors, they would be, probably be of the younger 2025, 2026 variety that they just happen to kind of get on campus for the game. And if those are planned, we'll have those for you later in the week. But right now, so far, the official visits uh, look to be the Oklahoma game and homecoming for Iowa State. All right. With the two bags, not, I'm assuming he meant bigs, uh, but with the two bigs not getting waivers, do you think Sage Sage get some of those quality minutes that Reynolds was going to get? Uh, The waivers have not been decided, so that is uh, an inaccurate statement. Um, I don't know what else to say. We're still waiting on the NCAA. Uh, if they don't, yeah, sure, Sage could get some of those quality minutes. Hurry up and wait. You have to. <laughs> right. Somebody's got to play. Like, there are minutes to be had. All right. And the Banks portion of the mailbag, where we actually had more than just skins this week, oddly Thanks. enough. Uh, rapid Fire, what is worse, a porn stash or a pretentious soul patch? They're both terrible. I'll go. Uh, the soul patch is worse. Soul patch is worse. Soul patch. Yeah. Soul At least the stash like has some funny like. It's yeah. It's got some class. People yeah. can rock a good stash. Yeah. I hate mustaches. Uh, who has a better mustache, Tom Selleck or Sam Elliott? Tom, Tom Selleck. Selleck. Not even close. I feel like a great mustache just comes with age. Like you're just supposed to have one. You got yeah, you gotta grow into a great mustache. Although Sam Elliott's got a good miss. Like I'm sure, yeah, but it's not Tom Selleck. Yeah, but it's his Sam Elliott is his voice. Like that's the that's why we know Sam Elliott. We know Tom Selleck because of his mustache. That's that's an accurate statement, Keegan. Yeah. Star is born. Great movie, man. Wow. Continue. Make enough for all that movie. Love Rookie it. comments earlier, Keegan. Good job. 
surprised you know who Sam Elliott and Tom Selleck even are. And then Durant and the, what commercial does he do? Is it Dodge? I don't know. He's I don't got watch a commercials. Great voice, man. Assuming yeah. Brent becomes a father, maybe he is already. Over under on how many dad jokes he makes a day. All of them. All, all of the dad jokes. All of them. All every Let's just dad do the same lines day. for guess that line. <laughs> 23, gonna, 30, and 27. I'm going to – and I will segue from one dad joke to the next. <laughs> yeah, every dad joke will be connected to the previous dad joke. Amen. And they will all be sponsored by Dan Go Transmission and out of here. Shouts to Dan Go it's, it's like the same joke I told to every new nurse we met in the hospital. What's an 80-year-old man's penis smell like? Oh, God. Depends. <laughs> Moving on. I wouldn't call that a dad joke, but... I mean, it's cheesy. It's stupid. It's a dad joke. The Johnny Knoxville dad joke there. <laughs> Somebody's dad's 80. Follow-up question. <laughs> Who is more irritating as a main character? Ted Mosby on How I Met Your Mother or Caillou? Fuck Caillou. <laughs> yeah, Chad, didn't you have that crazy-ass line before I swear? I've heard you say that. <laughs> yeah, fuck that kid. Is that it kid was irritating asshole. or entertaining? Irritating. Ted, I thought Ted was fine, so I, I'll of say. Of course, I didn't yeah. watch it, so I, don't I liked know. How I Met Your Mother. It was an interesting thought, show. They screwed up the end, but the show was good. I thought Ted was kind of irritating, but Caillou's the worst. The deep, worst. Deep down, we all know, like like late night sunrise, Chad makes sure everyone's asleep and slowly turns on Caillou and just <laughs> takes in an episode not. or two. Kelsey is sitting next to me. She actually liked Caillou, which spurred. I liked Caillou my, too. Oh, you fuck. <laughs> All right. Moving on. <laughs> um, following Skins, Porn Stash mentioned, this one is for Chad and Aaron since they have daughters, though Brent and Ryan can feel free to chime in. Eventually, your daughters will bring home a boy. If she brings home one of the following pictured below, what is your reaction? A, do you trust your daughter and say nothing? I trust um, my daughter as far as I could throw her. You do too, trust me. B, do you laugh hysterically <laughs> and slam the door shut in the poor sap's face, awful. nearly rubbing the dirt off his lip? C, do you give him the Al Bundy for married with children and bang his head against the door frame before tossing him That's out? That's one the of door? my favorites. Or, bang. or D, do you, do you give him the Uncle Phil jazz treatment from Fresh Prince where he just tosses his whole body out of the house as far as you can? P.S. One of these fine gentlemen sporting the lip squirrel is Skins. I'll go Al Bundy. He, I love the bounce the guy's head right off the, uh, the door frame before tossing him out. Aaron's got a boyfriend now, so we're about um, to find out. Uh-oh. Yeah, I know. I'm going to – I would go with B. Yeah. I think I would just laugh at the kid. Okay. He seems like a good kid. <laughs> um, no, I'd have to listen to him say all things. Yep. And and then one of those people with skins, I know which one. Nice to meet you, skins. It's the one that looks like you now that you look at like least you bounce the, all three of their heads off a door frame. <laughs> honestly, at least I now know one of three people to avoid in public. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. 
All right. Um, Brother Skins, good good seeing you there. Good seeing you. What are your thoughts on UFOs? Have they visited oh, Earth baby. before? Do, no. Do you believe? Yes. Do you believe Let's go, Aaron. Do, do you believe they are here now? Has the U.S. Yes. military recovered any alien crafts as David Grush has yes. alleged to Congress? Nope. Keegan, uh, Keegan, there is an alien society living in the depths of the ocean. No. Yes, there is. Uh, How do you I know? UFOs are There's really some fish that stuff. haven't been discovered yet because no. the ocean is freaking insane. They have been discovered. Aaron, no, they haven't. Keegan, Keegan yeah. explain the pyramids. Explain, explain the, pyramid. the pyramids. Yeah, they got um, lucky. No, I don't think they got lucky. I think that they built them. No, you understand they are they are symmetrically perfect along like lines of latitude and longitude. They are yeah. like Chad, you're taking miracles the path, of the world. There's no it way is... the fucking Egyptians like just guessed and got that right. No way. No way. What lines? It's fishy. Have you seen Go, the TikTok I don't video? Know. I'm fucking a fucking sports guy covering UC. Go study the pyramids and they're like technological relevance for a society that supposedly wasn't advanced. <laughs> it was done by aliens. Keegan. UFOs, are, UFOs are here. They've been here. They've visited Earth. They're still here. We have, we have gotten remains of UFOs. We've gotten remains of otherworldly, built, otherworldly beings. And all of it's true. And the fact that Jimmy Carter cried in office when he got all of the information about the aliens tells you everything that you need to know. Egan, Men in Black is real. They just made it to mock us. The Go aliens the made Men in Black. Video, David Fravor, the Navy pilot, it's confirmed DOD footage. It's your best first step into believing it. And they uh, can't one... admit it because the moment they admit it... They the have admitted it! The whole structure turns on its head. They have admitted it. And for some reason, as a society, we were just like, yeah, we knew that. Because we did. All right. No, I want want to comment. I want to comment (sighs) because I was just spoken over. My thing about the Congress. (laughs) (laughs) Going off what Chad just said about society ignoring it is because I think that the government does that to try to distract us from how they have ruined our country. I agree That's with that. That's what I think. We weren't distracted. We ignored it. So you're because no blue, one can afford gas or food. This, this you're, is you're a blue beam guy. He he's 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 too new. He didn't know that we don't talk politics on this show. <laughs> yeah. Moving on. Yeah. <laughs> Tiffany Gomez thing is pretty wild. If you if you read read into a little bit more about what they found, are you going to are you, you going Okay, he brought so up Congress. Can... All right, Congress. All right. Just call it a call it a red herring and move on. <sighs> Did Ryan complete his homework from last week and watch a few episodes of The Golden Girls? Hell no, nah, man. Zero. <laughs> <laughs> When's the last time you think Royer did homework? Sure. Alec Pierce did his homework in college. <laughs> no, no, no. Yes, and the last, yes, the last question: How much can y'all bench press? UCF guy who has more money than any 
UC donor would like to know. There was a guy yes. on Twitter. Uh, right now, I don't know. I can Wait. Do the bar. I got the bar. I can rock the bar a couple times. I, I used, UCF guy was asking how much all of us bench press. There was a UCF guy saying he could bench press, out bench press any UC graduate, and he has more money than any UC donor, and he's <laughs> so just we got a, a, troll. a cool ass dude. Lives in his mom's basement. He's a troll. A cool guy. Two seventy five. These are the people I don't Let's engage go. with. I haven't I haven't wow. bench pressed since I That's broke my time. collarbone like six years ago. Ryan, what did you PR at? What I PR at? Three fifty five. That wasn't even close to the shit guys were doing, dude. Oh my god! Those guys are putting up. You Ooh. thought you were stronger than Royer, didn't you? Thought you no, were as not strong at all. As Royer, not you? at all. You thought you were as strong as Royer. No, hey, not hey, at 275 all. is good. Okay, but what were they doing? Because Aaron Donald says 500 is his max. We had guys repping 405. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Ryan Royer made serious. Luke Fickle's kid his bitch. You know that? No, I knew Royer. <laughs> I know Royer stacked. Trust me. <laughs> That's the mailbag. Get us out of here, Brent. Yeah. Royer is stacked, and it is also week one of college football, baby. <laughs> I tell you what, you know what, and 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 I'm I'm so happy to bring it all to you with with all my beautiful pals here. Not one, not two, not three, but four of you guys. Anything else before we shut this one out, guys? No, let's go. Okay. Big shout out, of course, always to uh, Click Paper Supply. Uh, big shout out to Home Field Apparel. Big shout out, of course, to our guy Danco Transmission and Danco Joe. Uh, but hey, week one, 3:30 p.m. Nippert Stadium, the EKU Colonels come to town. It's going to be a dandy year one of Scott Satterfield underway. Stay locked in. BCJ is going to bring you everything wall to wall, heading into the game and through the game and post game. So, uh, for my guys, Aaron Smith, Chad Brennan, Ryan Royer, Keegan Nickerson. I am Brent Young. Get another fantastic BBP presented by BearcatJournal.com. See ya!